Quoi de neuf, auditeurs? Bienvenue à Predator vs. Movies. Je m'appelle Alex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, guys. What's going on there? I just slipped into French somehow. I've been working on a French movie set. As my bad, I'm just in French mode right now. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. I'm that was Alex. a good one. That was a really terrible bet. And, and, Pre- and uh, Peter's not here again. I forget why. Oh, no, he oh he got COVID. And I'm... Oh, yeah, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, he got COVID, so he can't see Probably movies good. right now. Um, yeah, and thanks, special guest, for revealing yourself early. Uh, but this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deeper discussion of the film. Then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing Bros with our special guest, Sasha. Hi again. Thanks for having me back. Well, <laughs> welcome back, <laughs> Sasha. This is your third appearance, I think. Yes. Yeah. Practically a host. <clears throat> He's a bro. He's a bro of ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're supposed to that's do... The, that's the movie! Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were supposed to do Pearl this week, um, but then to my rude awakening, turns out it's not in theaters anymore. It's like only two weeks, and it's already out. I know, it's weird. Made me really upset. So we had to pivot. Uh, luckily, there was another movie we had wanted to do anyways, and Sasha was good for either one, so here we are. Uh, and now, here we are in October. It's spooky season. Woo! <laughs> uh, it's also good movie season, so uh, here's yeah. a look forward at the month. So, this upcoming weekend, we have, uh, what's the first good one? Uh, Tar? T A with some accent R. I'm excited Um, for that one. Looks really good. That's with Kate Blanchett, and she plays um, a lesbian conductor. And that's about all I know about the movie because I want to I want to go in more or less cold on that one because it looks really interesting. Um, That might be the one we go with for the pod next week. Uh, The other option for that is Triangle of Sadness, the new. Oh fuck! What was it? Was it Rupert Ostland or something? Um. Something like that. One second. He was the guy who did um, Force Majeure, that movie I like. We mentioned this like on the first episode of the podcast. So it's not Rupert, it's Ruben Ostland. Uh, anyway, uh, so that looks fun. Um, also, this upcoming week is Amsterdam, a movie that Peter was really excited for until he saw the Rotten Tomato score, which is much lower than don't worry darling so that kind of gives you a a ballpark of how that's gonna go um that's the one with christian bale margot robbie and the other washington no oh yeah yes yes sorry chris rock is in it though he is in it he is in it yeah but um you're thinking of john david washington thank you and a whole like it's a stacked cast um rami malek anya taylor joy Taylor Swift. Robert De Niro. Taylor Swift for some reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think Mike Myers is in it, too. Oh, um, yeah, I think you're right. And it's directed by David O. Russell, who is a piece of shit, just so... Yeah, yeah. so I've heard. That's why that I wasn't seeing it in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was more, thinking, I'm... like... I was talking about this earlier today, where it was like, it's kind of crazy how, like, 
um like olivia wilde was bashed so much for like d- dating carrie styles controversy and i guess we're a little guilty of this too because we were kind of gossiping about this as well yeah, we were. <laughs> david yeah. o russell is like releasing a film within the same month and like horrible human and just like no mm-hmm. one saying shit about it well that's why we are saying shit about it he is a piece of yeah. shit I don't exactly recall what he did, but you it's all over the internet. It's not hard he, to find. Yeah. I think abusive. Yeah, he assaulted his niece. Oh yeah, that's not good. Don't do that. And then guys. Uh, like on top of that was like very abusive on set and stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah, just not a cool guy, so don't yeah, don't go see Amsterdam. Uh instead go see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Also have next <laughs> yeah! week. Uh, it looks terrible. It looks like the, the Clifford the Red Dog looked bad. I this looks like Clifford the exact. The it looks the exact same plot mechanics, like children book character who is like an animal that's a little bit weird, and then like they were just like, let's carbon copy that idea. But this one looks awful, and Sean Mendes. It's just such a weird cast. Yeah, like who decided that, that would be? Maybe that's why he um, had to pause the tour because he had to go do voice acting for Lyle. Probably not though. I don't know anything about that, but okay. Oh, okay. Well, he he went to he um, he uh, he basically was on tour and he performed his show in the same city where we reside, and then the next day said, "Okay, no, I can't. I have to pause the tour for my mental health." So, oh, for um, his la la being, in, Winni- being in Winnipeg for one day, and he was like, I can't yeah. fucking do this anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he looks like it's just one of those things where you cast a musician and you think they're going to act so well, and it's just no, you were very wrong there. No, um, the following week, this is the weekend of the 14th and the 15th, and such. Um, Halloween Ends comes out. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen one Halloween movie. That was the 2018 one. I should go watch the original, actually. But so I, I don't have cool. much. I don't have much stake in the franchise personally. Um, the new Claire Denis movie. Well, the second new one from this year. She released two new movies this year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, maybe it's COVID backlog. But this one's called Stars at Noon. Um, it's with Margaret Qualley uh, and some other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. The trailer looks interesting i don't know it's it, i don't i don't think it'll be for me but um there is also the romeo and juliet adaptation per se called uh Rosa, rosaline rosaline um and it's that's the ex of romeo and so it's like the, the oh, perspective yeah, yeah. from her like her perspective of the events and it's oh, like that's, that's like the woman he's in love with in the first scene or whatever yeah like in the first couple pages yeah, yeah, or yeah. something and then yeah. yeah so she's just like the jealous ex looks kind of fun um i think that one just jumps on a disney plus so yeah might might watch it there's also a movie called bitch ass i don't know what that's about but it's a fun <laughs> title i'm already interested it's a fun title uh it's it's a horror movie of some sort so I'll... oh i did see that yeah yeah I'll have that on my radar, sort of. Um, the following week, this is the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd, is Black Adam. Uh, there's also the Banshees of Anishirin, the new... Oh, what's his name? One second. 
In Bruges, the guy who did In Bruges. Isn't it like Martin? Martin McDonough. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Martin, Martin <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> and he's working with his favorites. Uh, is it Donald Gleason? One second. I keep doing this. No, it's not. It's the other Gleason. What's his name? Oh. Brendan? That might be correct. It's Colin Farrell and, yes, Brendan Gleason. There's too many Gleasons. Um, and that's i think it's like a um like an allegory for the um the irish civil war if that's a real thing that i just said that's real right um well there's like the irish resistance against like britain i thought it was a civil thing like a civil war of some sorts because it's like like Perhaps. irish people who turn against each other i don't know anyways it looks oh, yeah. kind of interesting no expert um, Martin McDonough is kind of hit or miss for me, but, um, also is, uh, coming out that week is my policeman, the new Harry Styles movie. Let's oh, go. Get another one. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it's Harry yeah, season. It's, it is Harry season. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, uh, a movie called after sun directed by oh, yeah. Aiden. Do you know the name? Cause I don't, I do not remember, but we watched a short film by this director and it was very good. Yeah. And I, I just saw the trailer today. It came out this past week. Uh, it's directed by Charlotte Wells. Um, yeah. and I think it looks great. I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, just like the, it looks a lot like, um, the Florida project. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's like Sean Baker. Yeah. I was just going to say very, very similar vibes and I'm completely down for that. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, there's also a movie called Raymond and Ray. Um, that's an Apple TV or Apple plus or whatever original. And that's one, that one is with, uh, what are their names? There's so many names in this podcast. You and McGregor. Yes. You and McGregor and Ethan Hawke. And their brothers who are reconnected upon their death, the, the death of their father. Um, and then they have to do funny things. And Isn't that just the Darjeeling Limited? I don't know. I haven't seen that. But oh, you probably. haven't seen it? It's a Wes Anderson movie. Is that the one on the train? Yep. Yes. And oh. where do the white people play Indian people? No, they play or... white people, but it just it happens in India. Oh, okay. Anyways, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of. Isn't that one not as good? I don't know. I for I, some reason I or another, I, I, I liked it. For some reason or another, I decided I'm not, not seeing it. Um, but That's yeah, it's premise. okay. Um, and October twenty fifth, uh, on Netflix, we will get the Cabinet of Curiosities. That's the new, um, what is his name? Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Fuck, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't like. I wasn't planning on watching that. Um, hold on. Let me back in. I'm fighting with my computer as I deliver the news. Um, it's the new Guillermo del Toro, del Toro thing, and it's like an anthology of like horror stories. I wasn't thinking I would watch it, but then I watched the trailer, and it looks really, really good. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I love horror, and I like when there's a capable director behind horror it's like whoa because <laughs> often, often sometimes you don't get that but um yeah i i'm really excited for it as well is that 
Eric Andre I saw at yes. one point in the trailer. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his picture from the trailer before I saw the trailer on Twitter, and I was like, what is he doing in there? And there's a lot of famous people. Um, Tim Tim Blake Nelson's in it. Uh, yeah. Andrew Lincoln is in it. It just, oh, like yeah, it looks... Rick Grimes, Walking Dead? Yep, yep. And oh, yeah. it looks really good so i'm i might actually watch that and i'm not i'm not a big horror guy so um what i was looking up was pinocchio i just wanted to see when that comes out and that is december <laughs> like the guillermo one yeah because apparently the the robert the one that just came out is apparently atrocious oh yeah it's awful uh i haven't you, seen you it watched it oh. <laughs> no 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 i didn't want to subject myself to it but I've, you know, I've listened i've listened to a podcast talk about how bad it is and it sounds very funny uh in a bad way um, and then last uh, weekend of the month, uh, Armageddon Time, the new James Gray, I think his name is, movie comes out. Um, it looks all right. And Netflix's version of All Quiet on the Western Front comes out. Now, you might oh, be really? thinking, why are they remaking that movie that was, as far remaking as I know. again. Uh, there's, an, uh, there's a third one? That's... There, there was one in like the 70s. There's the original oh, one. I didn't like, know the that. Thir- in, there's one in like ne- the original one, 1930. Or whatever it is, and then there's like one and in the seventies. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know that, but I was like, "Why are you remaking this?" And I guess remaking this again. But apparently, I think it was at TIFF. It's people have been saying it's crazy good. So now I'm actually oh. really excited about it. I um, I actually really love the 1930 one. I think it's great. I yeah, I didn't watch it. I was supposed to, but I didn't. Um, I really really like the 1931. And I. Th- I think if I'm right, that Daniel Bruhl is in it. Yeah, he is in the new one. Big fan of that guy. Um, yeah, 1979 so they remade it. That's weird. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be cool. So out of all of those movies, um, what are you guys most excited for this month? Holy. Um, well, actually, one you didn't mention, or possibly I missed. But I don't know if you mentioned it. Uh, this. It's got George Clooney and Julia Roberts. We just saw oh, yeah. it today. It's Ticket to Paradise. Um, I did not mention it, but yes, it is. Okay, that one looks kind of funny. Uh, so I might go see that one. Uh, let me check the combined list I have of theater movies. I feel like I rom-coms are making a comeback right now. Because between I mean, Bros and, and that one... Oh, and um, yeah. Sandra Bullock had one at the start of the year. With um, Channing Tatum? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I there was like, also yeah. Dog. <laughs> that is not the same thing. <laughs> um, what about you, Aiden? What are you most excited for? I'm, well, I'm really excited for. I'm really excited for Tar. I think that looks great, and I think After Sun, um, because this is Charlotte Wells. Is her name? Yep. Um, her directorial debut, like I said, we saw that short film, which I thought was really, really well directed. Her, like her feature, her feature directorial debut. Yes. Because yes, she has yes, directed yes. before, but yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. just to, to shout out that short film, it's called Lapse. Yeah. It and it's great. really great. And it's particular, I think like it's well directed in particular. Um, trailer looks good. Like you said, it reminded me of Florida Project. I really love Florida Project. Um, yeah. I'm excited for it. Cool. Sasha, what do you find on your list? Uh, nothing actually. I, they're all they're, <laughs> the next couple. The only one was Ticket to Paradise. The rest are all like November, December. I think okay. they're all for October. But so you just looked at the list. 
Yep, it's empty. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the October section is basically empty, minus one fair. thing I mentioned. So fair that's enough. Um, for me, I've got to say, I'll quiet on the Western Front. Um, after Sun, Tar, yeah. Triangle of Sadness. Okay, so there's a lot of favorites. Sue me. <laughs> um, and I actually did forget one. Another another one. Um, this upcoming weekend, Marvel's Werewolf by Night comes out. Mm. And I'm very excited for that. Um, I did send the trailer for that in the chat. Did you end up watching it by any chance? I did. I did watch it. Looks cool. Looks cool. Looks like it's something different. I, I don't know. There's something about it where I was still... I don't know. I was like something about like some of the shots. I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just like anti Marvel bias, and I just like yeah. watch it. I mean, yeah. maybe it's the man thing. Was that it? The man thing making an appearance? I could see that being like, okay, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? This womp creature. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was that. It was just like, I don't know. I'll I'll watch it and we'll see. We'll okay, because I've heard good things. People have seen it yeah. already, and the reviews have been largely very positive. Um, I'm just so excited to see something that has a very unique and specific vision, which is yeah. something Marvel has been struggling with for a long time. Um, yeah, probably like like the last time a director had such a strong vision, maybe James Gunn and his Guardians movies. Or John Watts in the first Spider-Man reboot for the MCU. Yeah. I feel like those are the yeah. only two where I'm like, okay, these movies did something distinct. Or even like, I know you, I know you don't like it, but like Ragnarok when it came out was a distinct difference. Okay, from... no, that's fair. That's fair. I do don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> There's too many <laughs> words in that, but um, but yeah sort of it's yeah it is different in some ways and so much worse than others but um <laughs> anyways uh there's a lot of news this week so i'll try to blast through it as much as i can but um yeah so while we're talking about marvel though uh there's a lot of marvel stuff that happened this week uh first off and the most kind of dramatic thing uh blade there's been some behind the scenes troubles with blade so yeah. The someone on Twitter just kind of announced uh, the current status of the script. Apparently, it's 90 pages, which is very short. Um, sure. It's supposed to be set in, I think they said the 1920s, but I'm not sure that adds up because I thought that's when Blade was born. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I don't know. I think it's Blade lore. Well, neither am I, but um, <laughs> it's he's supposed to be like an old guy like he's been around for a long time because i guess vampires don't age right so um so it's supposed to be set sometime in the past that we haven't seen before in the mcu so you know not the 40s because we saw a cap there and not the 90s because that's where captain marvel is from so i thought it said it was from the 20s but um i'm not sure if that's true um and uh, back to the script though uh it featured two uh i think it was something like lackluster uh action sequences was kind of the description of them um and apparently that script was so uh disheartening that the director left um really i forgot to look up his first name but Tariq, the last name is Tariq. he was gonna direct blade 
he's uh, exited the project. Never a good sign. The last Sorry, time that happened, is... the last time that happened was with Doctor Strange two. Scott Derrickson left because he didn't right. like what, and apparently in that instance, the same thing happened. It was it coincided with bringing on Michael Waldron to write the script for Doctor Strange two because they had a script working already, um, and that was with Robert C. Cargill, I think. Um, so it seems what seems to be happening is Kevin Feige is like inserting himself, like, and you know, changing up the writing situation, and then the director's like, "Okay, that's not what I had signed on to do." You know, yeah. um, they is, had um, a specific is, vision with that. Sorry, it was is, it was C. Robert Cargill for Doctor oh. Strange. Sorry, continue. Is uh, is Mahershala Ali still um, attached to it? Mm-hmm. He is. But apparently he's pretty unhappy uh, with the whole situation right now. Um, Yeah, not great. You want to keep the talent happy. And he's very talented. Uh, So it's it just seems like really sad because I I was hoping that Blade would be really good. Yeah, just just because I've seen the Wesley Snipe. No, I haven't. It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. I don't know. I might give the first one a try, but I know it just like descends into madness afterwards. The first one um, is not like, I don't know. Yeah, give it a try. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not like a good movie, but it's it's yeah. not as crazy as like having to CGI Wesley Snipes' eyes open in the oh, later yeah, yeah. ones. Um, but yeah, so the new writer on Blade is, uh, he did one episode of Moon Knight, episode three, which was like oh, an yeah. okay one. Um some people didn't like that one and I didn't which might like be a... Moon <laughs> well, okay he did one episode of sex okay. so like i don't know um and he's also working on the new x-men animated series but i honestly yeah. with marvel a lot of the time i feel like the writers are just like monkeys who are just supposed to write down whatever kevin feige says you know like i don't know how much yeah. liberty they're given so yeah. And so, so in this whole order of events, I don't, I don't know which came first, but what might have happened is, here's the script that Tariq liked. He signs on to the project with Mahershala. Then Kevin Feige says, you know, we need a new writer, gets a new writer on. Then we get this new bad version that's the 90 pages lackluster action. And then Tariq says, I'm out. And now we're here. I feel like that's kind of what happened. I could be wrong. So don't. Don't necessarily take my word on that one, but um, yeah, so not great. Um, and also in that same tweet, it said that Kevin Feige is spread too thin, and that doesn't surprise me at all because yeah, just it shows in the movies and because they're the putting quality. out five million projects every month. It's stupid, yeah. and they're not good anymore for the most part. Um, and I think they should just slow down. Yeah. Um, but there's more news from Marvel. Uh, I, I don't know why there's so much this week. Um, it might have been to distract from the bad news, maybe. <laughs> um, so Armor Wars, the uh, Don Cheadle's War Machine thing, is no longer going to be a series. It's going to be a movie. Um, now, there are conflicting ideas of whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, Peter and I were arguing about it uh, <laughs> over... T- uh, on Twitter direct messaging, um, <laughs> so he he can't voice his opinion here. 
Um, so I, I was kind of interested in what the series would do. Um, I feel like the way it's described is, um, and Armor Wars is an arc or an ev- a mini event in the comics where Iron Man is like look at going around the world and trying to find people who are copying his armors and putting a stop to that. So like there's, it's just like a conspiracy of all these people with um, counterfeit Iron Man technology. Um, mm. And so in this MCU version, they're replacing Iron Man with uh, War Machine. And so he's trying to like look after the legacy of Iron Man. And I think Ironheart, the new, um, she's a young, young black girl and she's going to be in Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther movie. Oh, That'll be where she, yeah, that's where she's going to debut. Um, Riri Williams as Ironheart. And so she's like Iron Man Jr. sort of. And so she'll be with um, War Machine in Armor Wars. And so, uh, yeah, so sorry. What I was saying was I thought like um, the the miniseries format would be good for that. Um, So I'm not sure if I am happy that it's a movie. Uh, Peter's counterpoint was movie means better quality, more money. You can get bigger stars attached, so they might get Sam Rockwell back. Um, oh, that'd be fun. And I, I hope they bring him back, because he's fantastic. Um, but to that I say, have the movies really been better recently? Because I would almost say the opposite. I feel like no. TV, the t- television series have almost surpassed the movies at this point. Like, Loki and WandaVision were really good, with not without fault, whereas... Yeah. I don't know if there was a single movie that I fully liked. Yeah, Maybe I'm trying Spider-Man, to think of a movie. And even even Spider-Man, I was like, on the second time, I thought it was stupid. So I, I, I really liked No Way Home, despite, like, I thought it was, there were a lot of problems with it. But I was like, this is, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, so. Was, was yeah. that last year? Yeah, it's coming that up. That feels like it now. came out seven years ago. To me. It feels like <laughs> so long ago. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's because there's just so many movies, right? And yeah. so, you know, in that in seven years, we would have had as many projects since we've had yeah. since uh, Spider Man. But yeah, so it's a movie now. Um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, Harrison Ford was apparently being looked at for uh, being the recast of General Ross previously played by oh, yeah. William Hurt, who passed away, who was also maybe a piece of shit. So uh, stay woke on that. Um, and uh, I mean, I think it's a good casting idea, if not f- for the fact that Harrison Ford famously hates anything yeah. to do with like the Star Wars sequels and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the idea of like, fans and lore he just seems to have like so much disdain for yeah i can't imagine him joining something like the mcu it's so funny seeing the difference between when he has to talk about star wars than when he has to talk about indiana jones it's so fucking funny (laughs) like when that's what star wars is like oh yeah i begged them to kill me i didn't want to be in this anymore (laughs) and then like indiana jones to like start crying about how beautiful it is or whatever (laughs) which i think is valid in the end it was great Indiana Jones is great. Um, it may have also been solid gold tiers of money 
like just you know like maybe they paid him enough. i don't know yeah that's that's maybe a bit cynical but um i mean money said money does a lot um, you don't think so, he was getting paid a fucking a shit ton from star wars that's true that's true um but yeah so like i just feel like the mcu is the distillation of everything that he hates so i it surprises me that he would even that they would think he would do that um but I, I don't know. I think there's tons of options for redoing uh, General Ross. Like, I think Sam Elliott would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a yeah. little bit goofy, but um, also, I honestly don't think that's a necessity. Like, it seems like... The, yeah, just like, come you want to bring a new guy. I mean, they kind of already had with um, Val, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Because um, yeah. she's leading the Thunderbolts. Who are they naming the Thunderbolts after? in this scenario given that Thaddeus oh, they Thunderbolt named Ross, Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> yeah like it's named after the general <laughs> yeah. so I don't know why it's her team because that doesn't make it's any also sense. funny because it's like have they called him that in the MCU because like I wouldn't have known that that was his name unless I'd heard people in YouTube videos call him that I think probably I think in the Incredible Hulk they probably call him that because like it's oh, just yeah. like a like a stupid superhero thing where they're like they're gonna you know the nickname's important, so they're going to mention it. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, I don't know why they need to do that. Like, why they feel the need to do a Red Hulk. Maybe they want to just have a... Well, I've been hearing that they want to do a Hulk project and that there's they're going to be building out their Hulk side of the universe. Yeah. Which, which is kind of weird because, like, I don't give a shit about the Hulks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who does. But wasn't, wasn't there something about, like, they had a deal where, like, they couldn't show... Like, they... Yeah. A deal yeah, with like Universal, they could show Hulk just by itself. Universal has the rights to the Hulk solo film. I don't know if that's still true. Oh yeah. Um, and so he was allowed to appear in other people's projects. Right. Um, but so the idea might be that like they might not do a Hulk solo film. Like it'll be a Hulk family movie, and then like it's yeah. Well, it's not a Hulk movie because there's a bunch of people in it, so it's an ensemble movie. Like I don't know how that works. Um, but I mean, they're definitely pushing it with where She-Hulk is going. Abomination come back, comes back and, um, the leader is coming back for Captain America. So they seem to be leading up to something. So maybe they want Red Hulk for that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, more news. Deadpool three. Now this is like the big news and I'm going to like, just jump out and say it. I think bringing Wolverine back and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine for Deadpool three is a good thing. I don't know why people are crying about it. People are like, it ruins Logan and like how it kind of like is like the farewell. I think it's like a Jackman's. separate enough thing. It's yeah, it's completely yeah. separate. First of all, Logan is still there. You can still watch it yeah. <laughs> after Deadpool three comes out before, during, after like yeah. the farewell isn't, you know, made null and void. Um, they also came out and said quickly afterwards that this is going to be set before Logan. So it's not like the character in Canon dies and then comes back. It's before he died because Logan is set many years in the future. So far in the future that we like in our present time, haven't gotten to where it's set. Um, And like, I don't know, like middle school me is like freaking out over this because that's so freaking cool. We've been waiting for this. I think both Deadpool movies reference it and like poke fun at Wolverine. So I think this is great. Yeah. I mean, I saw this and I was like, 
Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, I don't have, like, a particularly strong reaction in either direction. I think it could be funny. Could be good. I'm, I mean, those guys, like, they like each other. They have so much fun in their yeah. commercials and their feud that, I mean, I'm not surprised that they've wanted to do this, right? Um, apparently, they wanted to do a, like, a, a buddy road trip kind of movie before. <laughs> and that's what they were saying before the Fox Disney merger. So it seems like maybe they're still trying to do that. Hard to say, but um, I think that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that they bring the yellow costume, like his classic Wolverine look. This is crazy that we've had so many Wolverine movies and X-Men movies with Wolverine, and he's not once worn his is classic there one look. movie where he like picks it up and he's like, oh, yeah. fuck this shit, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember exactly how it is, but I thought it was either a cut scene or... Like a, like a deleted scene or a post-credit scene where there's like a case and it has the classic suit in it. And so that's just the picture that's on the internet. Like it's on Google Images, but it's like never worn. It's so, it's so annoying. And it, I, I just love the suit. And it's crazy because that's like his iconic look. And the fact that they never did that is so weird. I think that's just, a, honestly, that's just a product of early 2000s superhero yeah, like movies. Refusal, with refusal to commit to all of the goofiness that comes with comic book movies and just yeah like a general embarrassment about the source material yeah. so they don't want to do the goofy costumes and like that's the fun part what you guys boring um but yeah so i think it'll be cool uh i think there's like i think they could do some fun stuff maybe they could do like a musical number because hugh jackman loves doing musical theater so that could be fun um yeah. maybe they kill off the Fox X-Men universe. That could be interesting. And then, you know, throw yeah. the road trip into there. Um, I don't know. So I think they could do a bunch of cool stuff with that. Uh, more Marvel news. Uh, Black Panther, the uh, the runtime has been released. It's going to be two hours and 41 minutes. So... I have no problem with that. Too, like, very long, and I think that's so good. I'm so yeah. down to see a longer thing for... Especially like I this. Cool. I, think, I think it looks great, yeah. And yeah. I think it'll give them the time they need to like really flesh out a good story. Um, yeah, there's that one shot. There's one shot in the trailer of like I think it's the main villain as a boy standing in front of a burning building, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a beautiful yeah. shot. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, that comes out in November, so soon it's coming up. I'm gonna have to watch that in IMAX. Um, yeah. Um. What else? Oh. Since it's released, we've heard more Thor 4 news. They just keep, like, yeah. Let's go! They just, <laughs> they just keep That's updating That's our favorite movie! Us. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep updating us on random shit. So, apparently, there are a bunch of R-rated deleted scenes for Thor Love and Thunder that were, like, Christian Bale riffing and improving. Yeah. And to that, I say... What could he possibly have been doing that makes the scene R-rated? Yeah. <laughs> like the deep what like, the fuck? <laughs> how do you how do you take a scene and improv so hard that it's R rated? <laughs> like what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Like like uh, so I don't know. I just tweeted something like I was like, does he like just like stab Thor? Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Does he just start cursing too much? Seems out of character. Does he show dong? Like I don't know. Yeah. Like what does he fucking do? I don't know, it's weird. Um 
And another Christian Bale thing was announced. I'm getting out of Marvel news now. Apparently he wants to be in Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that. So, I I mean, he already ruined one character who's supposed to have head tails. Gore was supposed yeah. to look like that. So, I mean, he might as well play another one. Play a Twi'lek <laughs> in Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just... Or a Togruta. <laughs> a what? <laughs> a Togruta. Those are the other head tail guys. Oh, I thought you were just doing a glup shitto on me. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. I love that you're even more into the lore than I am. Like, I didn't even know that. Um, I just know that because that's what that's what Ahsoka is. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. I think he could he could be fine in the, in Star Wars. He's a good actor. It's just yeah. you have to get a director. Oh my god, what if he's in the Taika Waititi Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what if he just <laughs> just never ends? <laughs> what if he just assembles the same cast as Thor four and just makes it Star Wars though? If I, if I have to see anything like that fucking scene between Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson where they're in the doorway with the speaker, like, <laughs> I, like oh my god, man, that's, that's gonna be Star the death Wars, of yeah. Oh that. man. But uh, Taika asked, I don't know if you remember this, but Taika asked Portman if she wanted to be in a Star Wars movie, and she was like. Dude, I've already been in Star Wars. <laughs> Do you not remember? <laughs> That's so funny. So, so he, he clearly was trying. I mean, I guess there's a bit of a roadblock there. <laughs> hey, Natalie, I'm, I'm working on like, this Star Wars project. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, the rest of the stuff is just kind of small things, so I'll just kind of run through it quickly. Uh, we got the first look at the... Uh, the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. God, the titling for these movies is so bad. Um, but the movies are so good, especially the yeah. second two by Matt Reeves. Um, and it's got a new director, uh, Wes Ball. I, oh, I forgot to look up what he's done before. But I did remark on Twitter that uh, if your name is Wes, you're basically guaranteed <laughs> to be a film director at this point. Um, okay, so he did all three Maze Runner movies, and that's it. Oh. So... I don't okay. know about that, but uh, the, the picture looked interesting. Uh, not much to yeah. go on, but there was just a, a monkey on a horse <laughs> and there was a bird. They liked all Lots of animals. They liked monkeys on horses. <laughs> With birds. Uh, and yeah. there seemed to be like a large structure, maybe some like skyscrapers in ruins and a waterfall. I don't know, whatever. But mm. I like those monkey movies. The silly little monkeys are funny. I like those uh, monkeys too. <laughs> there's going to be a new American Pie movie. Okay, I didn't watch any of them, Why? so whatever. Sure. I don't yeah, know. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's going to be Now You See Me 3 uh, oh, yeah, instead, of, instead of Now You 3 Me or Now You Ma 3. Did, um, did, you see, <laughs> did you see the director in talking about this was like, he was like, man, I really want to work with Jesse with Jesse Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. Those two actors are so great. Like anything we do with them is gonna be gold. I just want to work with them. It's like, <laughs> like half the cast. It's not even half. Like maybe like a third of the cast. Yeah. And then all the other ones can go fuck themselves. I did tweet about that. Maybe you saw what I tweeted. I don't know. I've I've also um, seen it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the new. What's his name? Rob, oh, Robert Robert Eggers movie, the Nosferatu one. He's been trying to oh, do. Yeah. I forget if it's a reboot or if it's just a retake on that. Um, so it was supposed to star, if I'm remembering correctly, 
Anya Taylor John Joy. Not I keep mixing her and, and yeah, the other and Aaron Taylor. Anya Taylor Joy was supposed to star in it with Harry freaking Styles. Uh, luckily, he yeah, but luckily he's I didn't know out. he was supposed to be in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's out. But she's but, out uh, too. Yeah, unfortunately, she's yeah. out, which makes me really sad. Uh, and yeah. they've been replaced by Lily Rose Depp. Um, I've never seen her yeah. in in anything. Obviously, the daughter think... of uh, Johnny Depp and yeah, whoever that whoever the Rose part is. But uh, and Bill Bill Skarsgård of It fame, the movie. Yeah. Is gonna be Nosferatu, or apparently the vampire has a real name, but whatever. I can um, see that. Oh, that sounds good. I mean, it's, I'll take a oh, I'll, Troy, take, I'll take Troy. a Billy Scar over uh, Harry Styles. I actually did have it wrong. I forgot. I did read about this. Apparently, Harry Styles was not the same character. Can you imagine okay. if Harry Styles tries <laughs> playing that vampire? <laughs> I mean, we've seen the what little makeup can do to make Harry Styles look hideous. So, I mean, yeah. it's not within the realm of, like, you know, they could have done yeah. it. But uh, at least we'll get uh, someone who can act. So that's nice. Um, yeah. I did notice that just Bill Skarsgård's in a typecast rut right now where he's just, like, any creepy character. Yeah, you can't be real dudes. It's sad. I feel bad because like like I feel like that just says a lot about what you look like as a as a human being. Like, hey man, you look really creepy. You should play like this freaky clown and this. Dude, your you face know. is fucking weird. Like, you should go on the movie. Yeah, it's just sad. Whereas all his brothers and his dad are all also yeah. movie stars and not being it's cast like as the a weird looking dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, your brother can be the hot viking and your dad can yeah. be you know in mamma mia or whatever or and Andor. Andor. yeah uh as a funny guy i haven't seen the latest episode by the way um anyways i'm gonna keep going forward uh bruce willis sold his likeness so that he can still be in the movies but not himself like that deep fake shit so they can make oh really fake yeah so they can make fake bruce willis movies without bruce willis that's just fucking I don't sad like that. It's yeah, really like sad. It's really gross and sad. I feel like they're just taking advantage of him at this point because he's got that like neurological issue right now. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's why he quit. He quit acting. He retired from acting because he can't. Oh, like he, they had. That makes that def- more sad than. Yeah, because they had to feed him lines. That's why he was doing so many movies, and the shitty ones because he wanted to get as many movies, yeah. before he could no longer do them, and also oh, to make man. money before he couldn't make money anymore um but yeah it's like a degenerative kind of thing so that he can't remember his lines it's really sad oh, so this is, is really not a, i think this is gross and i'm not happy with that i just i feel like it's either. i feel like it's just another way that he's trying to make money because he can't anymore like and that's just really sad so i hate that um yeah so that's depressing um Community, the show Community yeah. is getting a movie. Six seasons in a movie. That's what they've said since season two. And they're yeah. going to try and follow through finally. Uh, most I'm of the cast is returning. Uh, Joel, Joel McHale, um, Allison Brie, uh, fuck, who are the other guys? Danny. Danny Pudi. Thank you. And the 
Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. So those those four are coming back in. I forget. They might have also said Ken Jeong and the principal. I don't know if I said that. I bet Ken Jeong would come. I wouldn't be surprised. Jim Rash. I maybe I'm not sure what his name is, but Jim Rash um, is the dean. He was in this movie. Yeah, the dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bros. Um, I'm sure they'll come back because they're not really doing anything else other than Bros. Uh, uh, meanwhile, the other three of the friend group are not coming back as of yet. So that's I, Donald Glover, I, which is really unfortunate because of his thing with Abed would have been so fun. Yeah. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown isn't coming back yet. I could see her being persuaded. Uh, and Chevy Chase is not coming back. back. And Chevy Chase really can kick rocks. Just, so. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about <laughs> I hope the other two come back. But to be fair, like, and I know this means next to nothing. Um, but like in like the posts that were made about it, like Joel McHale's Instagram post, he tagged Donald Glover and Yvette Nicole Brown in the posts and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, if he tags them, they must be in. And that he means also, they're cast. Yeah. He also tagged the porn star Gillian Gillian Anderson. No, that's not a porn star. That's an actress. Yeah, she's from the X Files. Oh, is that who she is? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just is that who Gillian Anderson is. Gillian Anderson was Margaret Thatcher okay. in the Crown and was also in the X Files. Okay, then. that's my bad. Because I clicked on the, <laughs> I was trying to see the Twitter handle who it was, and whatever it said in the bio, I was like, oh, does that mean? I thought it was like code, like there was some weird thing. Oh, okay, so not sorry, not a porn star. Not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, more news. God, this news is never ending. Christopher Eccleston. Uh, the first Doctor in the Doctor Who reboot and Fiona Shaw of Andor uh, are going to be in True Detective Season 4. Great. Mm-hmm. I think those two people are cool and True Detective is awesome. So can't wait for that to come back. Uh, there's going to be a, a... This doesn't make any sense to me. What does this mean? There's going to be a dance adaptation of The Matrix by Danny <laughs> Boyle. Oh, what really? does that mean? Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. What does They're that mean? They're just putting words out there. They just like we're like uh, words. Uh, Daddy Boyle Matrix random fuck, word uh, generator. Yeah. yeah, it's just <laughs> Danny Boyle did um, Slumdog Millionaire and uh, something else I don't remember. I'm not a big did... fan of his either, but like, he also yeah, did 127 good. hours, right? I like that one. Um, I'm not sure actually. Let's check. Okay, Danny Boyle, what have you been up to? He's getting kind of old. Oh, he did train spotting too. Train spotting's good. Really? Okay. Well then, yeah. I yeah, he that was good. Twenty eight days yeah, later, did. I did see that. Oh yeah. Oh, he did yesterday. I don't. But I, I haven't seen yesterday. But oh, I'm kind I of philosoph- I'm I philosophically fucking, opposed to that movie. I fucking hated yesterday. I did watch yeah. it, and it was terrible. I really did not like that. Um. And yeah, he did do 127 hours in Slumdog Millionaire, which I was not really a fan of. Um, anyways, whatever, Danny, do your dance version of that. What does that even fucking mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that so mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's like they're, like say, they're saying that in such a way that it's like, we'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, you know the Matrix? Oh, we're doing the dance version of that. Oh, that's, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, apparently, there's a streaming service called Epics with an X, 
and they're being they're relaunching and rebranding as MGM Plus. Uh, I didn't oh, even know that was a it, thing. Was it owned by? I'm assuming it was owned by MGM from the beginning. I don't know. Is MGM still a company at this point? I think like, they still I, exist. Okay. Well, with Warner Brothers, that that lion is still nothing. kicking around. Is he? He must be a really mangy lion at this point. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And I said this on Twitter. We need to stop with the plus thing. It's getting really yeah. annoying and so obviously unoriginal that like, come on, guys, think of anything else. Netflix is like just a random title. I mean, that was the company name, but whatever. Amazon Prime Video. They're the like one of the few people who did something different. It was just Disney Plus kicked it off, I think. Yeah. And then everyone else has been following suit. Uh, Illumination more is more kind of like company news at this point. Minions. Yes, the people who did Minions <laughs> are creating a new label called Moonlight to go more into uh, adult-oriented oh. animation. So no longer will you see the friendly children Minions. We're going to see... Murder uh, Minions. Murder Minions and Sexy Minions and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, let's go. But yeah, so... I don't know. That was just a cheap joke for news. But yeah, it's true. Um, Warner Brothers are just stepping on rakes all over nice. the place. So apparently they cooked the books and lied about how many uh, subscriber numbers they had to their like their board or um, oh, awesome. the funders or whatever. And so they said that they had as many as 10 million fake subscribers. That's a lot. That's a lot of fake <laughs> subscribers yeah. that you lied about. Um, so they're kind of in trouble right now. Uh, and last thing on the news is uh, an update for Don't Worry Darling. Um, two, actually. So one, uh, apparently 40 crew members signed a letter saying that there was no drama uh, on the set of Don't Worry Darling. And most of them were above the line workers. Um, oh. So like, you know, people who are hired for like their name and their talent, as opposed to like, the people like you could just swap them out for anybody. So um, I don't know if that means anything like, cause some of them just might not have yeah. seen or heard it. And also the above the line would be more inclined to lie. So I do uh, think like, I don't know the more I've been thinking about it, the more like, I don't like, I don't want to be a part of the whole, like, I don't know. Like the, I, I think a certain amount of the narrative is like, this is a, a female director and people are like gossiping about like oh she had an affair and she like wasn't directing her movie it's like i don't know like i i kind of feel bad for being a part of that at all and i don't know i kind of want to stay out of that now that's fair i mean especially after like the whole johnny depp amber heard thing yeah where it's really unclear if you know all the because there's a lot of hate against Amber Heard at this point, and I don't know that that is warranted. Yeah. Um, there's a strong case that Johnny Depp has always been the bad person in that scenario. So if that's the case with Olivia Wilde, then yeah, like I, I can see not wanting to be involved in it. Um, that being said, uh, there was also, um, you know the, um, what's her fucking name? Margaret, the character, the black character in that movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Is it Margaret? Okay. Yeah, Margaret, yeah she said she her, got cut out of it, right? Yep. Her and the, uh, it was a, she posted a picture, the actor, uh, of her and the person who was playing her husband in the movie. And they're like, oh, it's, 
it's a good movie, but yeah, we got cut out of the movie, like most of what we did. And I yeah. feel like that would have given so much context clues to like, yes. like there was that, there was that time that Florence Pugh yells, she was my friend. And we're like, who? Yeah, <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that would have made more sense. Um, and yeah, um, I mean, and I said this on Twitter, the, the irony of removing and like sidelining the black characters in a movie set in the 1950s yeah. is like, like that's too good. That's so yeah, that's on great. the nose. So, I mean, if that was an Amber Heard thing, or sorry, not Amber Heard, I'm already mixing <laughs> them up. Olivia Wilde. If that was an Olivia Wilde decision, like, um, I don't know. Or was that a studio decision? Hard to say at this point, but. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough of news. We've been on news for a while. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and I'm not going to lie about it. Okay, and we're back from our break and you're not going to have a break. We should get ads so that I can make some money off of this thing. Uh, This isn't much of a side hassle if I'm not making any money. So we're going to (laughs) do Guess the Metacritic Score. Um, So for those who don't know, there's a little website on the internet where they score the movies based on critics' reactions and critics only. So it's out of 100 if it's uh, rated, what do we decide, 60 or, no, 61 and above, it's green. If it's 80 and above, it's a special category, must-see if it's 59 and maybe 40 to 46, I don't know. I'm still confused about the yellow zone, but it'll be yellow <laughs> somewhere around there. And if it's somewhere around the 40s and below, it'll be red. Last week threw us for a loop because uh, 47 was yellow and I didn't know it could do that. So um, so we're going to guess where our Metacritic score lands for this movie. So um, let's go with Sasha. As our special guest, you may go first. Where 41. do you think this lands? I think it's for 41. Okay, I'm already getting the sense Good. from how you... How, Sasha was texting me the discussion points for later, and I get the idea that Sasha hates this movie, and I don't know why. <laughs> really? So we'll okay. get in, yeah, we'll get into it I was going to say, my, my guess is going to be like double yours. I'm going to guess like... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess is, like 83. This is okay. unprecedented. I'm gonna win this so easy because I think you're both so wrong. I'm I'm gonna go with a 70, but I wouldn't be surprised if it finds itself in the 60s. Um, you said 83. Yeah, that's insane. So, I thought I thought go, I saw like overwhelmingly positive reviews for it. I'm gonna go with a solid 70. Okay, I see it. And assuming that's correct, I have to do some math, but I think, fuck. Okay, I think you won, Aiden. Because it was, math. You win by like a, sh- a small margin. So it's a 77. Mm. Yeah, he so wins by you're, one. You're, you're closer by one. So we were real close. It's six under yeah. what you guessed and seven above what I guessed. True. I think that's fair. I think a 77 is a perfectly I also think that's fair. accurate score. I don't think it's yeah. a must-see, but I think it's very good. Um, yeah. Now, Sasha, on the <laughs> other hand, I, guess... I don't know, man. 41? <laughs> yeah. do, I get, do I give my little Shaggy Mesh non-spoiler review now? Actually, no. We're doing something new, and we started this last week. So someone's got to give a brief synopsis of the movie. So. Oh, right. 
I'm going to give that over to Sasha because he's the loser. So he's, Sasha <laughs> is the loser. You're yeah, going to have to describe the plot of this movie for our listeners who did not watch the movie. Okay, well, how in-depth do you want me to go? Because I could say it in one sentence or I can give it in a couple paragraphs. Can we, like, split the difference and go to, like, sure. one paragraph? Okay, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't so need an essay on... Yeah, so it's basically this lonely <laughs> gay guy... Um, is, uh, <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> so yeah, there's this lonely gay guy. <laughs> there's there's this lonely gay guy, and he's uh, he basically in this kind of chance encounter meets this guy, um, and they begin to As sort of develop this romance. Uh, and the whole movie is basically yeah, it's a rom com about said romance and how it um, develops and broods and uh, grows over time. And you get the ins and outs of the gay world as it goes along. The gay and queer world as a whole. That, was, that wasn't your one sentence synopsis? No, my, my one sentence was, lonely gay guy meets guy at club, drama ensues. I mean, that, those two things that you just delivered were about the same. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Do you want to fill in any other kind of, of the ups and downs specifics in maybe five sentences? Um, let's see... I don't know because a lot of some of it might brood into spoiler territory, so I don't know. Uh, I guess. Oh, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess we should really put this after spoilers. I yeah. I mean, that's I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to just okay, give fine. it as generally as I can without without. You're, no, you. That's a good point. You're right. So okay. So that's what you'll get for now. In the future, <laughs> we'll do. We'll switch up the order here. So that's my bad. Uh, so let's do our non-spoiler reactions, though. Um, Aiden is the winner. You get to declare who goes first. Fuck it, I'll go first. Yeah. You tend uh, to do that. <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? If I'm a... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Why not, yeah. Um, if you want to go first, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I liked it. I, this was a good, uh, funny movie. Tim, for me, like, comedies are very often hit or miss for me. Like, comedy is the one genre of film that I'm usually kind of like iffy on like for a lot of i feel like for a lot of film bros that's like horror where but i love horror like for me that's comedy where i'm like i don't know about this like most of the time <laughs> for me for me horror is comedy but i'm just kidding, <laughs> 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 no but um I, th I thought this movie was genuinely very funny i thought that um like the character development i thought was quite good i thought that it was um like grounded emotionally and i i thought that there was it was able to deliver laughs while also like seeming very genuine to me um yeah i mean i had some problems with it like i one of my notes that i have is that like it's the judd apatow special and it's like this style of filmmaking that i think was if not pioneered but then popularized by judd apatow that like i'm not a huge fan of personally I, I like when comedies can be a little bit more versatile than this but we'll get into that um but yeah i i thought it was very funny i thought it delivered on the last i thought it also was it just a genuine generally pretty good script other than a few problems i had um and yeah so i think i'd give it 3.5 stars 7 out of 10 interesting okay sasha i'm oh sorry first um would you recommend it to a friend yeah, it's a good time. I mean, my theater was loving it. Like my theater was laughing like when they were, when we were supposed to. It was a it was a good time. It was a fun like social 
event. It was a good movie to see in theaters for me. And did you see you saw that yesterday night, right? I saw that yesterday night, correct. Yeah, so that was that was like a Friday night theater, probably one of the first days it was in theaters, so I could see that yeah, being I, like a good crowd to see it with. Yeah. A rec- yeah, so I guess uh caveat to my recommendation, go on like a Friday night. Um and go yeah. within the next like week so that there are still people there. Also, yeah, I don't know how long this will last in theaters, but um, okay, Sasha, I'm dying to know what you think of this movie. So let's let's hear your non-spoiler right, so, so, reaction. So first off, just to just to touch on the point Aiden just made about seeing it on a Friday night, yeah, do that because uh, I'll tell you who was in the theater for mine: me and my boyfriend next to me. Full stop. That's it. So we got a private <laughs> it's funny screening. We'll we'll get to it, but like me too it was well yeah. okay without i don't have a boyfriend so that's that didn't happen but yeah. um, it was just me in the theater yeah i saw like, it at like one o'clock on a saturday not great time <laughs> so we we had different experiences i think like yeah. i think our reviews our reviews are going to be vastly different you guys' reviews are going to be vastly different than mine mine is so. based off of the theater experience I think so, that's I think that's gonna be a big factor for you. Yeah, yeah. I think that changes a lot of things. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I, everyone was laughing about it, but yeah, sorry. So I mean, yeah, we thought it was I, I thought it was pretty funny. Um I, I thought it was a good for for a comedy movie, I thought it was good. Um but <sighs> the story is very cliche, which for a rom com, fine. I can see like, yeah, it, they're all the tropes, which I mean you you're by this point you're expecting it, right? So it's not um there's sort of no surprise there but a lot of the humor is like i mean i could see to how like it's very a lot of it is kind of niche so if you don't if you sort of aren't in on the jokes and things like that you it might be hard to hard to like entirely see the 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 actual crux of the joke or things like that so um there was that a lot of there are a lot of things that i'll talk about later in the scripting and which were just like there are things these are things that i see a lot now that um i just like that they don't work for me personally um and i'll I'll touch on those specifically later but yeah there were there were things that worked but i feel like there were lots of things that didn't at the same time um i thought the acting was fairly good for the most part um so overall i'd say it was like yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I'd give it. I think. I think I'd said as I was walking out, I'd give it somewhere between a, like a two point seven five and a three. Um, would I recommend it? I think every a lot of I think gay people would should go see it because it's funny. Um, but overall, eh, if you want to, I guess go ahead. But I wouldn't give it a glowing recommendation necessarily. Interesting. Um... <clears throat> So yeah, I also saw it uh, in a theater with no other people, um, but not even a, a boyfriend or a partner of any sort to like have another reaction with me. So it was li- <laughs> like it was just me. And I mean, That's the hilarious. one Cineplex employee who walked in at one point to fill in the sheet or whatever and then walk out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only human interaction I got in that movie. Uh, but I thought that this was one of the funnier movies I've seen all year. Um, sorry, Lord, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, <laughs> and see how they run. Both of them pale in comparison. Like I was laughing so hard during this movie. Some at some certain points, um, it was yeah. So like as the comedy nails it. Uh, Sasha did touch on this. Uh, it is it's 
it's obviously cliche. I mean, I don't think rom-coms are meant to like break the genre. I think there's yeah. um like you said, it's kind of like you you expect a certain thing and for the most part uh when you're making a rom-com, you're just supposed to deliver it in a slightly um with like like a different window dressing like it's just like the surface level is different but the plotting is largely the same um and like i didn't i didn't mind that i think what they did change to it made it fresh and interesting um as far as the filmmaking goes it wasn't perfect um i didn't love the acting actually and i will get into that um some of the filmmaking like the the visual comedy worked very well which is what some of the other comedy movies we saw this year had trouble with uh but then again a lot of the like verbal comedy was um i think honestly a lot of the time it was editing that kind of like screwed it up whereas if it had been a little bit slower and paced correctly the verbal comedy would have also been funny uh, it was just it just went by way too quickly. Um, otherwise, uh, cinematography. Sorry for doing that <laughs> to the mic. Uh, the cinematography was like surprisingly good, uh, but yeah, we can talk about that later. Um, so I'll wrap up my non-spoiler review as I think. I, while watching the movie, I was thinking I'd give it a three, but I could see myself giving it a three point five. I really, I had a good time, um, even more so than "Don't Worry, Darling." Who would have thought? Um, crazy, but, crazy times we live in. Yeah, uh, but I think I think I would recommend people go check this one out. I think it was a lot of fun, um, and yeah. So that's our non-spoiler reaction. So we're gonna get into spoilers now. And I think we'll give the synopsis another try uh, this time with spoilers because that's where it's supposed to go. I even Spoiler had it written time. down. It's <laughs> hard to see how you react to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. There. No, that's it. Thanks for that. Trademark, trademark spoiler alarm. You have to do that every episode now. <laughs> okay. Well, he's been, he's been doing it. it for other I'll, segments, I'll, but but I'll, I'll make sure I cut you off like at a random time. And just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's our <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So Sasha, do you wanna do you wanna try this uh, synopsis again? But now you can do spoilers, so okay, now it'll right. actually be a real like a real synopsis that's actually helpful. Sure. Let's take two that one. So, um, all right. Take so two. Let's... That's actually a yeah. film reference. Uh, I know. That's why the I made thing, the reference. And then they go take two. I know. Uh, I did hit the thing. And I did hit the thing on that evening Good I was talking to set where I had no idea what I was doing. Anyways, let's continue yeah. with that. So take two. So um, lonely New York City gay man, uh, Bobby. Is, Billy Eichner. Uh, yes. Billy Eichner is, uh, well, how did it start? Really? He's a podcaster. Right, he's a podcaster. I forgot Relatable. about that. So Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, you forgot about it. <laughs> he, he's, he's making a we'll podcast. He, he sort of laments about his loneliness to his friends at dinner, um, where he attends this party at this gay club and uh, in the distance sees this guy with no shirt like everybody else in the crowd in this hat. 
And so then this guy comes up and they start talking to each other over the course of the evening. Um, the other guy's name is Aaron. And Aaron just keeps walking away from Bobby. And eventually they start dancing. And um, and then so they start see, sort of seeing each other sporadically. They go on a couple of dates in quotes as they were. Uh, they um, have sex in varying degrees. And then eventually they start seeing more and more of each other. <laughs> sex in varying degrees. <laughs> well, yeah, they had various degrees of sex. I'll get to, I'll, I'll I'll elaborate later. Um, but is that like various degrees, like on a comp? Oh, what the fuck is this thing called? A protractor, like that kind of degrees? No, not that kind of degree. <laughs> Bad joke. So, uh, and then there's this relationship starts to grow, and then it, like any relationship in a rom com, something happens. Um, in this case, with uh, Aaron's parents. What happened, Sasha? And Bobby. Well, so Bobby is basically, uh, when he meets Aaron's parents, uh, Aaron tells him to sort of tone it down, as it were, because Aaron is very, Aaron, uh, sorry, Bobby is he's the director of this LGBTQ plus history museum. And so as they're walking through the city, he's talking about all these tidbits of history, which are kind of neat. But and Sasha, Aaron what, doesn't think what, so. But Aaron says, you said tone it down. What's the it? Oh, tone the gay. T- tone Turn down the, the gay. gay down, yeah. god damn it. And so so Aaron, <laughs> offended by this tone down the gay, sorry, Bobby, I keep screwing their, up their names. I think it's, I don't know. Anyways, so Bobby is offended by this, and so then they have an argument, and then they end up eventually breaking it up, breaking up as it were, because who knows. But that's not the only thing, like, because Aaron also Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, well, but is it cheating, though, because they weren't necessarily, yes. they never committed to Yes, it was, because he drew that line, and they agreed, and then he crossed it. Yeah. Did, I thought okay. I thought they weren't necessarily monogamous, but po- possibly I've remembered it wrong. But anyway, so there's lots of you know other people joining them in the bedroom, literally um, joining them and uh, with Aaron as well. And so eventually, all these conflicts sort of just culminate in them ending. Sorry, <laughs> Aiden, you're not slick. I could hear <laughs> big old slurp. You <laughs> <laughs> can't try never do. Um, we haven't mentioned this, but Aiden tries to like sneak <laughs> <during> the podcast. <laughs> sometimes he pulls it off, usually with like a couple of like, clinking sounds. I think like, I have like a seventy percent success rate. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, Sasha. Continue. Um, yeah, and so then um, you know the typical thing where both of them are sad and missing each other, and then they try to reconcile, and then that doesn't work, and then eventually they do in this glorious display of affection at the end and then they wind up together at the end happy and then um happy and reassessing yes and they reassess yeah. and they reassess themselves that it's going pretty well on both sides and so they chase each other laughing about having or not having kids later on in the future and crane pulls up and we cut to black classic um thank you for your synopsis sasha we are going into our spoiler discussion now um so let's first talk uh about the jokes so i want to hear what were some of the funniest moments for you guys i have some written down uh some being a lot i just wrote down like so many of the funny things but um did you have any that stick in your mind right now that you thought were particularly hilarious um well okay i i thought the grinder interaction at the um at the near the beginning was was pretty funny um 
<laughs> where it's I mean, okay, I've never been on Grinder. I don't plan to ever go on Grinder. But I've seen enough memes and TikToks and things about Grinder to know that allegedly those are exactly how the conversations go, which I thought was pretty funny. Um and then the like scene of him uh shaving himself and then sending the picture and it's just like blocked. Um also just how superficial the conversation is. I found that pretty funny. <laughs> um what else was kind of funny? Uh, Jesus. Oh, the... <laughs> you think Jesus is funny? Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> when he, when, he, when uh, Bobby starts taking testosterone and then he has to go to that emergency oh, yeah. meeting at the, at the museum. And he's like, he just runs and walks in. And he, I'm on steroids. And I am roidery. I'm roidery. He's like, fine. You want to erase? Bye, bye, Buttigieg. He goes to destroy yeah. the bus to feed Buttigieg, which I thought was I knew. hilarious. I knew you were gonna love that part. <laughs> yeah, I was, that's, that's I was so Sasha. Well, I was I was waiting for there to be a Buddha Jed reference, and then there it was with his head almost exploding. But um, so that was hilarious. Um, there's a lot of there, there's some of the other things which I'll I'll talk about once. Alex, I sent you the this in the discussion stuff, so we'll get into. I'll discuss them later. Um, but yeah. yeah, those are the those are the few that kind of jump out specific, specifically. Um, and there's a few others that are funny but borderline like, eh, and I'll talk about later. But those are the, the, okay. the couple that I can remember right off the top of my head. I'm sure you, okay. you'll probably mention more because you tend to remember yeah. these things better yeah. than I do. Well, yeah. I, I, also, like, I, I wrote down I have... in the theater notes. So oh, okay. Well, that, that's, that's, that you can do that because you had a private showing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, the, I, I just thought of the one of the jokes that fucking killed me. I thought this was so fucking funny. When they're pitching ideas, it's near the beginning in the museum thing. They're pitching ideas, and it's like, you know how the Natural History Museum has, like, a huge whale hanging over the front part? Oh, yeah. like, what if we hung a giant lesbian? And then it was Jody Foster. <laughs> that killed me. I thought that was so fucking funny. That was, was dying at that one. Yeah. Oh, also, really the one, um, I don't know, was his name even mentioned, but the guy, uh, the older guy who was around the conference table who just kept going on and on about bisexuals. Oh yeah, uh, that, that's, that was hilarious. It's the dean. It's the, dean, the dean from community. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. What did I like? Uh, I I loved all of the reference, like the Hallmark references. Mm -hmm. They call it Hallmark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallmark. in the movie. Like yeah. that's just like it's just such a Winnipeg thing because this is yeah like, they produce so many of the movies here, and so. Like, it's just a staple of film production in Winnipeg. And, uh, I mean, both Aiden and myself have worked on them, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very funny to to get all those jokes. So, like, the one that they say, uh, the one line is, um, they're all, yeah, the Hallmark, they're always on the cutting edge of Christmas. <laughs> <It's so funny>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pause is so great. Uh, and then yeah. later it comes back with the Holly Polly Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so funny. I love the Holly Polly Christmas thing. <laughs> it's snowing on all seven of us. Um, oh, the other one like is, the, um, sorry, the yeah, other thing that you're, you're talking about, the Polly, is uh, the the thruple scene at the beginning when... Uh, was it Marty? I think or is calls his grandparents. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what was it? it was, we're fucking three of us. An extra person. Like, yeah. How that's, wonderful! That's... They're fucking an extra person. What was so funny about that too is I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna do like cutaway jokes in this movie all the time. Yeah. And that's the only <laughs> one. 
But I was like, yeah, that's fine. Was it the only one? They might yeah, those are the right. only cutaway so. joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't love. I didn't really have a problem too, with so. it, but I yeah. What one of my favorite cutaway jokes is from the nice guys. <laughs> I always think about this movie. There's um, there's a great line in that movie where it's like, um, Russell Crowe, and I'm of course I'm gonna go on a nice guys tangent. I have to. <laughs> Russell Crowe is going through his word a day calendar in the movie, and it, and the word is like, um, fuck, I don't know what it was. Something like um, to take something calmly, mm. right? So the word is like to take something calmly. And so he's like thinking because the, the trick with the word a day calendar is you have to remember, you have to say a sentence and you use the word, right? So, so he sees a word, hears the word, and then he thinks of um, a scene in his mind and it's his wife and him eating dinner. And she says, I'm fucking your brother, and he does a spit take, and then and then it's like he took the the news with you know whatever the word was. Um, that was a weird tangent that had nothing to do with the movie, but that's just what it made me think of. Um, I like the queer eye reference where they have oh, the yeah. very clearly like like um, fake cast. the fake yeah, and they look so similar to yeah. the, especially the one guy that looks like Jonathan with the long hair yeah. and the the beard. I thought that was really funny. Um, what else? I like that they made fun of Brokeback Mountain. I thought that was yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't even get the giant... reference until it was mentioned. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh no, I got that right away. I, it took me um, a second, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I like the giant menorah. <laughs> so first they walk with the christmas tree yeah. and he's like oh okay and then billy eichner's like walking with a giant menorah i thought that was really funny i love a good prop joke um yeah. steve in the orgy scene inserts himself into the situation yeah. and he's like trying to get involved Oh, yeah. And then so when funny. when the friend comes in and Steve yeah. says hi to him and he's like hi Steve like that was so funny like like they know that yeah yeah also actually I was gonna say about the cutaway scene I feel like that one would be really funny with an audience but when it's just me I was like this is theoretically funny but it's not funny to me right now I don't know that was like funny it, in my theater like, like yeah I'm sure people were like really laughing yeah um, I loved the dinner theater. I forget what it's supposed to be. Like it's the it's the one in New York where they have the caricatures on the walls of the famous actors who eat there. But they've also kind of like combined it with like Ellen's Diner where they like have the singing waiters. Anyway, so they're having this nice family Christmas dinner and then the waiter starts singing show tunes. <laughs> I just thought fun. That's so funny. Especially the so the first time sets it up, and then the second time when they come back and they do Grease, and they're like, <laughs> after like the really dramatic fight. Oh, that was so funny. Um, especially like in the two shot of Billy and Aaron, or what's his name, Bobby? Bobby and Aaron. And then the guy's like in the background and he's like doing funny faces. <laughs> I just, I thought that was so funny. Um, what else? Oh, the, the the Hall of Bisexuals, which is oh, clearly yeah. a, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a knock on. And Hall Leonardo of Vinci's like, I may or may not have, I may have been bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, you, dude. so you killed the Lincoln one because there was no proof, but you kept that. Leonardo, <laughs> <laughs> Da Vinci, not DiCaprio, to be clear. Yeah. 
Sorry. The 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 Ben Stiller thing at the very end. Oh, yeah. oh my god. It was so fucking random. I was like, why is Ben Stiller here? Yeah. <laughs> the hologram too. And then yeah. it was like like four different like Amy Schumer and yeah. Seth Meyers. For Keenan some of them it was it was very like New York. Like yeah. you know, two guys from SNL. I was like, oh, okay, you just got all the New York people you could find, right? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think that would have played better as a post-credit scene. Not that people so would funny. stick. Not that people would stick around for a post-credit scene for like anything other than like a superhero show. I just yeah. feel like the placement where it was wasn't as funny as it could have been. I don't know. I, I, I think it like was diminishing spot. returns. It was diminishing returns after the um, Ben Stiller part. I thought it wasn't as funny after that when it just kept introducing more celebrities. It wasn't as funny. Yeah. But when it, the initial Ben Stiller introduction, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, what else? And yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's night of the gay museum. <laughs> <So> he introduces <laughs> yeah. um, What else? I just, in okay, case... They get less funny as they go on, but they're still pretty funny. Um, Billy Eichner saying, they can't stop voguing! I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, I like how they start off a scene with Billy Eichner going, thank you, Doja Cat, and you don't see her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, when, when Billy and, sorry, Bobby and Aaron's are fighting in Central Park, and then the football guys are like, yeah. hey, guys, yeah. what's going on yeah. here? And then they start making it out, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, never mind, guys. You guys do what you do. <laughs> so, and, yeah, I guess the only other one I had written down was, um, what's the the lesbian's name from the committee? She's famous. I don't know what her name is, though. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Anyway, she says, lesbians, hold them down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just... Any any of those things. It reminds me of um, a Billy on the Street episode. Apparently, her name is Dot Mary Jones. Where have I seen her before, though? Oh, she's in Glee. She's in Glee. She's the gym coach, right? I'm pretty sure. I have seen Glee, by the way. You're Isn't probably that Jane like. Lynch? Oh no, then yeah. Who the fuck was? Yeah, Jane Lynch was Jim, wasn't she? Okay, I don't remember. Oh. Zach's probably like listening to this later and gonna be smacking his head he's a big glee guy um anyways yeah remind me of billy on the street another billy agner thing so no wonder um where he's like like it's that famous clip where he's like okay lesbians let's go lesbians and they're like running down the street <laughs> yeah. um anyways so comedy we've talked about it um it's very funny in this movie um i think so the, okay so this segment's more like the filmmaking of the comedy so did they do that well? Um, so like you were saying, I had a problem with the editing. I noticed it right away. And there was like some of the scenes where I was like, this is weird. Like, and like, I had like, it's editing within scenes. And then I also feel like things were edited out of this movie. Like there were certain turns in the story where I was like, oh, okay, we're here now. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like, like, you're referencing something that didn't happen, like, that I didn't see. But besides the point, like, there were, like, so many times where it was, you're right, the rhythm of the joke was off. And it was, mm -hmm. like, 
it would give up setup punchline and then it was like on to the next thing like like even overlapping like and it wasn't quite enough and i think that also the blocking was kind of awkward for me sometimes like it felt like they were just like okay um so you guys are like standing there like in the nightclub scene right at the beginning when they're Mm-hmm. Like I know that I know that it's not abnormal to just like stand there and look out on a look out a balcony, but like the way that they're both just standing there, very stiff and just like looking forward, and the coverage is just like various two shots, like yeah, and, and like there are other ones, and then it's edited really strangely, and like yeah, and then so like a lot of the comedy was undercut for me for that, where I was like. It would, it would happen, and then it, a half a second later, I'd be like, oh, that's funny, because like I processed it in my head, and I understood what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, and I was like, oh, that's funny. But um, yeah, I, I found that awkward. And I also think, and we can get into this more, like you said, I had some problem with the performances sometimes, where I was like, I didn't yeah, we'll, always understand. But yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll save that for another, for a, a later discussion point. But um. Yeah, just some of the things you said. Um, the club scene was easily one of the worst scenes yes. or sequences in the movie, just in how it was, um, I think, directed. I think it wasn't done very well. Um, uh, the sound design, and I will, I have a separate point for this, but it was really bad. Um, yeah. So I'm not surprised that you called that one out specifically being really bad, and the rhythm of that scene is also not great. Um, but yeah, I, I think particularly within scenes, um, just the way that like the jokes are are so quick, um, and yeah, like uh, yeah, I think I think it's just the just how quickly in succession they happen, uh, and there's not enough time to process. Sometimes comedy is just like a look, and you yeah. need to pause for it's it's the the timing thing right um and so it wasn't always perfect i actually think just in general this movie got better as it went along i think the first half and maybe the first act wasn't stellar but once you kind of get over that like it's not going to be perfect and you're kind of over the initial shock of the performances maybe um and I think it gets the movie itself gets into a flow a little bit and then the jokes come easier. It it yeah. just everything just kind of works better in the second half. Yeah, um, I do want also there's one more scene I want to point out where it's like it's kind of awkward directing and it's it feels like directionless directing where there yeah. it's um Bobby and Aaron are walking down the street and we have a tracking shot a two shot where the camera's moving backwards uh, as they're walking forwards and I was like they are walking so slowly like you know that thing right the yes yes oh and the B thing was weird the B thing I was like that is this is strange um, I thought that was kind of funny Sasha I, I did you think thing. that was yeah I, I, I thought, thought the B thing was yeah. strange. I, I don't know something about it like and I think it was the performance for me where it was like the, just the way it was delivered I, I didn't love it but like you know that thing like when you're doing that shot you have to get the actors to walk a little bit slower than normal because it's it just doesn't work oh, okay. if you're trying to pull the camera back but they were going so slow to the point where like you can see them like 
swaying like <laughs> audio listeners can't see this but like i'm currently yeah. just like swaying exaggeratedly back and forth in my camera because like it's a subtle reference trying... to the fact that he said he was swaying so, yes like, <laughs> um yeah. but like and it's like it's they're clearly trying to like make it look like they're constantly moving but they're walking so slow and yeah there were just a few moments like that that i agree yeah. became more sparse towards the end where i was like this is strange like this is just isn't working and yeah, I actually just looked up not too long ago uh, what the director had done before. And his name is Nicholas Stoller. And I hadn't heard of the name before, but he's done a lot of directing, actually. So he did for uh, his first uh, feature that's on. Oh, yeah. So he, he did TV before the features. But the first feature he directed was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I mm. think did pretty well. And I think I even like that one. That's the one with... Um, What's his name? Jason Siegel. Jason Seagal. Mm. Um, they also did the the follow-up to that, Get Him to the Greek. Uh, he did the mm. five-year engagement. Um, he did Neighbors. The guy brought really. in Neighbors. Yep. And Neighbors 2. <laughs> um, and that's... Neighbors 2 is the last um, live-action feature that he's done. He's directed um, until this point. Um Knowing that, I'm a little surprised at some of the technical issues with this movie. I would have expected yeah. someone who has so many comedic films under their belt at this point. I'm surprised that there was issues that I would have expected from a less experienced director. Um, like yeah. some of the things we've already mentioned. Um, but, I mean, it also does explain why some of the visual humor is so good and some of the other bits. So, I don't know. It's hit or miss. Um, speaking of visual humor, uh, we kind of got to this, but there are some good jokes that are... The filmmaking yeah. is what makes it funny. So, um, the cutaway gags were one we already talked about. And actually, sorry, there was another cutaway gag. The Hallmark oh, thing it? is another cutaway Oh, gag. yes. True, true, true. Yeah. So cutaway gags is one thing. Um, but another one that I really liked was cutting to the wide shot to give context. Yes. And that's one that I feel like I don't see that often. And I was kind of like, oh, this is really funny. And so the two yeah. were, um, there was one when they're in Central Park and yeah. Billy's like, why are you sitting on the grass and not on this gigantic blanket? And then you see the gigantic blanket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Um, yeah. And the other one is when they're like, they're making out and then uh he's like yeah this date was so nice and then you cut to the wide and uh aaron's getting head from two guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my yeah, god yeah. that was uh, yeah. oh god that was really funny <laughs> it, was, it was so funny and billy's just kind of like um yeah i'm 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 gonna go uh and so yeah i i thought that was pretty funny um oh god so okay two last things in this in this little bit so, okay first of all i want to know sasha what 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 is no, up sasha He's no i was just laughing at your the, face no because okay so this is an aside but yesterday we were watching this youtube video so there's this this youtuber who my boyfriend loves to watch uh his name is zavid and he reacts to these movies and he just makes okay. all these just horrible gay jokes a lot of them are just have to do with just they're just vulgar and so one he was talking he was doing uh, he was re uh, reacting to do revenge um Mm, I should revenge? watch that. I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was Drew Revenge, and he was he was talking about. He's like, yeah, see, I don't know why. I don't understand why. Like, you know, they they talk about like gay people like 
uh, gay people can't hang out with straight people because they assume he's like, yeah, you know, like there was this guy in college, like I, we'd hang out with each other, we'd like, you know, go to movies and go to the, we'd hang out and get dinner and things like that. And it was nice. We just enjoy each other's company. And people thought he was gay because he was just hanging out with my Efsler ass. And, uh, and, you know, his girlfriend was even starting to suspect things. It's like, and sure, yeah, she caught me sucking his dick. But, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. And I had the same reaction when I saw the, Force that that scene. It's like I had a nice time. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! I'm just like, oh so yeah, that that was that was ridiculous. I have a quick question, follow up question. Does Adilson okay. listen to the podcast? He 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 listened to uh, he listened to bodies 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 episode. Does he only listen that. to the episodes that you're on? Yes, because he said I asked him if he was gonna listen God to this fucking one. damn it. Listen said, to the whole thing. <laughs> he, he said I he know you're listening to this one, Adelson. You better watch them all. <laughs> he said he would check it out, possibly, probably, if he can find time. So um, Oh sure, if he can find time. Well he can find yeah, time well, for Zavid or whatever you freaking <laughs> Oh my whatever. god. Okay. Stop being so harsh. It's okay. That's not Anyways, uh, oh, I guess Sasha didn't watch this one. Um, Aiden, I did want to get your take. Did you think this was funnier than See How They Run? Yeah, I, I think so, for sure. I think it was definitely consistently yeah. funnier. Um, yeah, I think so. I think I think it's a pretty easy, this was funnier one. Yeah. Uh, and then one last thing that just kind of doesn't really have a better home than here, uh, point-wise. I guess I could bring it up later, but I might as well bring it up now. There's that scene with, um, it's Bowen, Bowen Yang, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not Another SNL it, alum. Yeah, yeah, so many SNL. It's just because it's a New York movie. Yeah. Um, some movies are just so New York. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I almost called him Bowie Yang, though. That's that's just not right. Um, so David Bowen Yang, Bowie, though. Yeah. Yeah, Bowen Yang. I think he was pretty funny, but I think the scene did it wrong, the joke. So the whole joke is like, do the listening face, right? And so it should have been, okay, aside, do the listening face, right? Well, he's outside. Bowen Yang comes back. They get him to talk about the, what was it? <laughs> the haunted mansion of like, yeah, the haunted get Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how you play that, is you just do a shot of him explaining it and like a long shot, like you just have him go into depth and just never take the camera off of him. And then once he's done, you cut back to Billy and you see him do the listening face. And he's like, like a really terrible listening face, but they fucked it up and it was editing. It was all the editing yeah. of that joke was just done wrong because they kept cutting back and forth. And Billy wasn't doing the listening face in any of them. He yeah. just kept talking. I feel like a lot of the humor is also watered down a little bit just because Billy just talks a lot, I find. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of like in the direction zone. Uh, Aiden, you noticed that it was very Judd Apatow. I did see that it was yeah. produced by Judd Apatow. So I did see that, but there's a certain t type of movie that I think got really popular in the 2000s, popularized by none other than Judd Apatow. Judd, where it's Judd like, Apatow, yeah. We're going to get this sort of ensemble cast of like 
generally it's like recognizable comedians like people you see and like other things so it's like in this one like maybe for like super mainstream it's like less recognizable but it's like these are clearly people who do comedy and different things like making up this cast between the museum board and like we're gonna in fairly simple coverage just like get them to riff off each other and like get through the script this this one i think was a lot more scripted and felt a lot more structured than some of the other ones i have a real problem when i feel like when like there are other movies that i feel like oh the actors were just riffing so much it's like man i'm not a big fan of that but um yeah i think that it was pretty standard coverage although i will say the shots looked great like it was like most most scenes were just like other than some visual comedy parts it was just like oh we have a two shot and then we have ots shot versus shot whatever um which I i didn't really mind but i don't know like and i think that we talked about like what a rom-com is and I think that I always, I'm a broken record. I always say like, it's important to judge things based off how well they achieve what they set out to achieve. And I think that like it actually, I think that style of directing works for this movie. I don't think it's a problem, but it's just, I always feel like there could have been something more like, um, so yeah, I don't know. So in terms of like shot selection, I, I just feel like there were some times where it could have been a bit different. And then in terms of directing, I do think that, like directing actors specifically, I do think like we've talked about the pacing of the editing. I also think the pacing of the directing is not amazing in some, because I think there's even some moments where it's a two shot and it hangs and it's like, that didn't quite work for me. And I feel like this isn't, this is tangential to directing a little bit, but like sometimes the chemistry between the characters wasn't quite there where I wanted it to be Um, specifically comedic chemistry um because i thought that mm, okay, the more emotional yeah, yeah. parts worked but like yeah the parts where like they're supposed to be building off of each other in terms of humor didn't always work for me and i would say particularly between bobby and aaron like a lot of that didn't work for me but then i would say that a lot of the more emotional scenes like really did work for me and i actually thought the sex scenes worked very well for me i thought i really love the first time they have one-on-one sex like with just each other i thought that scene was great um, I Which one was that? Can you remind me? Was when that they're like the one sla- where they're it's, fighting each other? Yeah, it's right <laughs> after the picnic thing. I, I thought that was great. Um, it was kind of funny. But yeah, Sasha has thoughts. I, but yeah, we'll get. I have a I have a point written down just for you, Sasha. Well, it's not like I don't think that that scene was super funny. I think it was like I, I actually I thought it was like an interesting character beat for both of them. Uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, so yeah. the directing, like, I just, I just wish there, there just seemed like missed opportunities for me, um, in total. Sure. I mean, I was gonna go through some of Jed, Judd Apatow's director. I thought he directed way more than he has, but he, so he did the Forty Year Old Virgin, a movie that I love. I think that's a great. Actually, I think watching it the second time, it wasn't as great as I thought it was. But I, the the um, the musical sequence like during the credits or like just before the credits of that movie is so fucking funny. Have you seen that movie, Aiden? You seem perplexed. I have not. No. Oh my God. That movie is so, okay. So like spoilers for the 40 year old version, but basically movie happens. And then obviously Steve Carell has sex at the end. Cause that's like the whole goal, right? right? Is his character hasn't had sex before and he's 40. And so he has sex. And then the, the woman is like, 
how do you feel? And he just starts singing this song called um, The Age of Aquarius, a song from the 70s. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then it's a huge musical sequence where all the cast are like in this dream sequence where they're all like in a field and like singing a happy song and skipping around and doing funny dances and they're shirtless and it's, oh, it's so great. Um, so he did that. He did uh, Knocked Up with uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, he did, I've never heard of that. This is 40. He did Trainwreck, The King of Staten Island, and The Bubble from this year. Um, but yeah, he definitely does have like, like he's just like one of those comedy directors. Like he just makes movies that are comedies for comedy's sake. So um, yeah. the directing works for that, I suppose. Um, and you did touch upon another point. The cinematography in this movie is surprisingly good. Like I, I would not have expected it to look this good. And like, like I think Judd Apatow movies don't usually look particularly good. It's like high key yeah. lighting for comedy, but this was like, like everything looked really nice. Um, so I yeah. actually did look him up. The guy's name is Brandon Trost. Um, and he's, he's done a shit ton of movies of varying quality. <laughs> so I'm going to go through them because this is really fun for me. Um, and I'll, I'll just pick out the ones that I know because there's just so, there's so many here. Um, so the first one that I know is Halloween 2 in 2009. <laughs> uh, like this first one I recognize, I haven't seen it. Um, like the Rob did, Zombie one? Yes. He that, did. I hate, I hate that. I, I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, he did he did MacGruber, like the <laughs> SNL movie. He did Ghost Rider two. <laughs> he did <laughs> he did he did That's My Boy with um, uh, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. He did This Is the End, the Seth Rogen movie. He did Neighbors. So clearly he's worked with this director before. He did the interview with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. The night before with Seth Rogen, <laughs> he did Neighbors Two. He did Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Oh God! Um, he did. He did The Disaster Artist. Um, oh, he did Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the Ted Bundy movie with uh, what's his with face? High School Musical. Is that not the? Isn't that the one with the? No, it's it's the guy. Troy from High School Musical. That I oh, the name of for some reason. The guy from and Austin Neighbors. and Alley also played a serial killer at some point. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so, um, he also it. did. He also he also was DP for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. <laughs> 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 and and Sonic Two, not Sonic <laughs> One. <laughs> so like he's really all over the place. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. At least he seems to know what he's doing, sort of, in this movie. So that's kind of crazy. Um, we've alluded to it already, uh, but the acting. I really want to talk about this. Yeah. I thought the acting was pretty not good, especially at the beginning. I was like, I felt that uh, just Billy Eichner particularly, I felt was pretty stiff and, yeah. and wooden. I don't think he's has he ever been a leading man in a movie before i don't know i don't think that is i don't think he has he's done that show for a long time i'm gonna just check quickly um 
So he's going to be in, in Mufasa, the Lion King, as Timon again. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's the movie with uh, Barry Jenkins directing. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fire it's gonna be fire Jenkins no, doesn't no. miss Jenkins doesn't miss that's a bold assumption no he's definitely never been the leading man <clears throat> um, and I mean that it takes a certain charisma to do that and I just feel I felt like that um, he was the acting wasn't quite there it was giving Harry Styles for a bit um, yeah. I think I think overall he surpassed Harry Styles yeah. by quite a bit to be honest. So it did get I there thought, in the end. Sorry. I thought the more dramatic scenes, like particularly like the little monologue he has on the beach, I thought he was very good there. It was like more yeah. other scenes. It was scenes where he has to like have these quick interactions. And there, it was also scenes and where- When he's trying I, to be like snarky, right? Like yes, that one, I felt like he's just being himself. And I could never tell like the range of genuineness from like what he was saying like i couldn't i often couldn't tell if his character was kidding or if his character was like genuinely upset about something and i understand that a bit of that is what the character is like he's this very snarky kind of like arrogant sort of guy like that has this very dry humor but i like i couldn't tell what i was supposed to gather from a lot of the and like if it felt like sometimes the acting felt so off that I was like, Oh, this must be on purpose. And it's like part of the joke that he's acting this way. And I didn't, <laughs> I, n- I, I was... never felt that way. Yeah. Um, for sometimes I was like the, there were instances where I felt the movie had very, um, written by and starring energy, yeah. you know? Cause that's, I mean, that's the case in, in for real in this movie, it was written by Billy Eichner as well as starring him. But yeah, I just felt like, um, He's definitely playing like a version of himself. And I mean, most actors are, but um, like, like it's, it's, he's more or less Billy Eichner in the movie and he's not really doing anything different. And so the scenes where he's being, he's like using his comedic persona of like Billy on the street, kind of like sassy snarky. I, those scenes, I just felt like the acting wasn't quite there. And then <clears throat> he's not the only one though. I felt um, the acting was very exaggerated to the point of like being quite silly in a movie that's otherwise trying to be kind of serious. I think, okay, I think there's a certain I think level. Gra- of I think accept- the right word is grounded. It's supposed to be grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Grounded. Grounded is, yeah. there's a certain amount of goofiness that like there's wiggle room cause it is a comedy. So I think everyone who's on the the lgbtq museum board i think all of them nailed it in the amount of goofiness that's acceptable so the fact that they're like complaining about you know no one acknowledged by by awareness week and then someone's like well i did and he's like yes you did thank you and you know then they start bickering like that is okay i'm okay with that but like the aaron's mom i think was a little over the top at times did you find that maybe yeah and i i I also I also didn't always buy Aaron either, to be honest. Yes, I had a problem with Aaron as well. Which is weird, like the fact that both leading characters weren't 100% was kind of... I think that was one of the biggest drawbacks for me in this movie. Like, I agree. The the editing, ruining jokes, and then the fact that the two main cast members weren't nailing it. I think those are the two weakest points. 
Um, to be fair, though, like, or I think I think overall, Billy Eichner did a good job. So I don't yeah. want to be like completely negative on that point, but um, it, yeah, it just yeah, I agree. And one of the things I talked about earlier is that I thought this movie felt very genuine, and I think part of that is like the written and starring in thing, where like. I think it's clearly based off his experiences. It definitely feels that way. And that's oh, yeah. what I mean. When, like yeah. the, the emotion in this movie feels very genuine. And I, th- I thought it was quite moving um, in a lot of the scenes. Um, yeah. I think whenever, whenever it's something more serious and whenever they're kind of trying to get to the heart of the characters a bit more, I liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, actually you mentioned the monologue scene. And for me, I just found the editing and maybe the direction took me out of it on that one. Oh yeah. I don't know why. It was just like maybe it really? was because we were too close or the fact mm. that it just held on him for too long. I don't know. I just well, I wasn't I liked that it held on him for too long. I, I or not too long. <laughs> I like that it held on him for a long yeah. time though. I, I, I really, okay. really enjoy that. Um yeah. That's fair. Um now onto something that I forgot this might be the worst part of this movie in a filmmaking sense. The sound design. Oh yes. Terrible. Like shockingly terrible sound design. With the music too. I was like, what the fuck? Let's lump that that all together. So the the first thing that bugged me and, and, and like the main thing for me is how unnaturally quiet everything is like besides the dialogue. So the atmospheric noise in almost every single scene is significantly quieter than it should be. So New York City, a famously noisy city, seems like a suburb. Yeah, Yeah. well, okay, whatever, but it sounds like a suburb. (laughs) The Big Apple. I just keep... (laughs) I just sorry. I just keep interrupting you with more New York. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like the street scenes are too quiet, and it's just it's distracting because like they're talking and they just sound like they're in a studio. It sounds like they recorded the, like it sounds like ADR, right? Yeah. It sounds like ADR lines, and then so it just sounds fake. Um, but the worst scene is the, the club. club. Yeah, because the music is like so yeah. much lower than their dialogue, so that you can hear them. But it doesn't sound like a club. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like, like it's so quiet, unnaturally quiet for a club yeah. where the music should be like blaring. It's uh, it was, and that and scene is like, so early in the movie. Even, even in club scenes, I've seen in other movies. Like, there's at least even if it's not like the actual music is like overwhelmingly loud. There's like some sort of like rhythm behind it that you can like hear, like some sort of like a pulsing rhythm kind of. Um, I've never been to a club, so I don't know for sure. But I've seen it in movies, and that I don't, I didn't notice that either. Which yeah, it sounded odd. Yeah, and I think like um, that was one of the reasons that that scene felt really awkward to me as well. Because like the way they were talking to each other was like this isn't how you would, like they're trying to like they're pretending that they're yelling at each other, but they're not. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. if you're in a club, like you have to like if you are upset someone, you have to yell at them. You have to be like screaming at them, like to mm-hmm. in order to hear it and like i think of the like a club scene done well i can think of is in the social network when uh um, yeah, yeah i was Timberlake. gonna i was waiting for you yeah, yeah. and <laughs> that's a, that's a really good adventure. one and you can like barely like the music is so loud and you're just kind of picking out words that you can hear and it's like they're very smart with how they scripted that scene 
because it's like they're not giving you a bunch of stuff you need to know whereas like in this in the case of bros it was like this is their first interaction and we kind of need to hear all this um and it, it's just it comes across as really weird yeah i was i was, i really wanted to mention david fincher because the social network does it well and i i watched like a behind the scenes video for that one and the sound design was so like like they made the decision that they wanted it to be like that so that you would have to lean in and yeah. try and like pay more attention to try and figure out what was being said. So they nail it there. And then in Mindhunter, the David Fincher TV show, that is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Go check that one out. It's on Netflix. Um, there's a club scene in like the first or second episode. Um, and it's so loud or it's not a club. It's like a, like a band at a bar or something. I don't know. Um, it's so loud that they just use subtitles and it works yeah. and subtitles just, that are part say, of the movie. I was just gonna say, I just watched um, Fire Walk With Me, the Twin Peaks movie, David Lynch, and they did okay. the exact same thing where there's a club scene and it's just subtitles and it works so much better. It's It feels yeah, so much more natural. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's that groundedness, right? Like when the club is too quiet and they're yelling over nothing, right like yeah. they're just they're just shouting for no reason because they could easily talk to each other at room level but then said they're like hey the music is really loud and it literally yeah. sounds like this podcast because there's yeah. no sound in the background um but yeah so like okay that's all we've got the technical film bro or you know film school stuff aside let's just talk about some of the movie things um now there's not a lot here that i picked out um so we'll just kind of like jump through the movie pretty quickly um but first things first i want to talk about podcasting um why the fuck was that in the movie because it never <laughs> yeah, like, once yeah. comes up again I, other like, than people are like hey you're the podcaster because yeah. like i feel like that's just like a billy on the street thing like it's the self-insert character so people know billy eichner from something he's sort of famous and this is like the movie's version of that but it's so random, like it doesn't come up again ever. I would have thought he would have like maybe closed the like the movie would have ended on that or something with like one <laughs> yeah. final scene. Like it's a perfect setup, right? But no, it's just gone. Because like, yeah, I, I was thinking about, like, that's why I'm like, how did this movie open? Oh yeah, the podcast that was mentioned once. Yeah, because I, I was thinking like, oh, classic rom com thing. He's gonna like live broadcast like when like when they have the inevitable like breakup like before the third act or whatever or during whatever. Like he's gonna like be like, oh, Aaron, I fucked up, like live on podcast, and like it's gonna be it's gonna be like a self aware cliche thing. I was like, that's exactly where it was gonna go, it, and I was it's just like, so, not. It should have been like the <laughs> the plot or not plot device, but like just the device in general that allows Billy like uh, Bobby to express his feelings aloud when yeah. otherwise, you know, like maybe he wouldn't have, I guess in a rom-com you're supposed to express your feelings to the romantic lead. Um, but you know, like I, it just reminds me of like, um, I think it's usually superhero movies where the issue is adapting like a comic book where you have thought bubbles and yeah. then you can't do that in live action, so they have to come up with other things. So, like, Spider-Man has um, the Karen AI to talk to in Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. So that's just what that reminds me of, the podcasting. But they never, like, it, it's, yeah. of, it's of no consequence at, at any other point in the movie other than people are like, oh, yeah, you do the podcast. And he has 
a million subscribers, he yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, first of all, like, maybe numbers that are unheard of. Like, that's a crazy number. Well, I don't think that's, like, concurrent, like, listeners. Like, I don't, I don't think he has a million people mm-hmm. ch- tuning into everything. Because that's insane. It, maybe a million downloads? Because like, if it's, like, well, because if... Possible. Cause he had like a Facebook page, right? If he has like a, that's having like a million followers on a Facebook page is not crazy. If okay. that's what I didn't, it is. I don't, I didn't see the Facebook page, so maybe. But like, like just based on our podcast right now, um, you know, yeah, why, I might as well announce what our analytics are at right now, because why not? <laughs> but like, we've got like ten followers, <laughs> and it's not a lot. We're working on it. Um, but shout out to you, ten. We love you. But we've got like over 200 downloads. So like that's 20 times the number of followers. So like, you know, um, anyways, that didn't make sense. Uh, and I hated it. And it was really thing. Sasha wants to talk about representation. Sasha, you better have something positive to say about representation. All right. Well, I do. <laughs> and I also do you? don't. Yeah. Oh, no, I he do. doesn't. Sasha hates woke culture. Watch out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start. I'll start, I guess, with the slightly negative and end on a positive note. So the thing that I find, like, that I, that I just found, and I've noticed this a lot in movies now, I feel like, um, is... They, they try really hard to get, like, to try and, like, be as, like, representative as possible, and sometimes it backfires. Now, what this movie did, did is it kind of did it, but also made it hilarious, too. Like, the whole, like, you know, with the team of lesbians to hold him down, right? That was funny. Um, there's all sorts of things here and there that that work, but then, like, sometimes it just tries too hard. Like, the, the thing that I, I kind of allude to and think about is, like, this scene in Love, Victor, where one of the non-binary characters introduce themselves and it's like, oh, before you ask my pronouns, are they, them, theirs? And so already it's okay. Number one, nobody says they, them, theirs. It's just they, them. Uh, number two, and then Victor responds with, oh, nice to meet they. Like, come on. Nobody says that. <laughs> so, like, yeah. and so they didn't just, do that joke. They avoided no, they the they, them yeah. jokes and which is, anything pronoun yeah, related. Which is, actually. I mean, fine, I guess. But I don't know. I just feel like there were a couple of things in there that were like, you know, okay, you're trying a bit too hard. But actually, like, I mean, there weren't that many compared to like what they could have done. Uh, because there are, I've, I've seen some things where it's just like, like there's this Amazon show, The Lake, where it's just like it, you can tell in the writing they're just pandering so hard and they're trying to fit in every single like minority group every second of the show. And it's just like, okay, no, you're, you've mm. you've jumped the shark on that one, basically. So this one was good in that sense. Good it kind reference. of it moderated it, but also, it, it, I mean, it was like more, you know, in control than what I've seen. But what I did like though is, um, well, okay, the other thing is like, so the one thing that I found kind of like counter to this was like the club scene where there's like all those guys like in those chest harnesses, like with the fans, like, yeah. like I don't understand, <laughs> okay, like, like, I don't know when the whole every gay person having one of those fans when that became a thing, but like it 
is or something. I don't know. What are you talking about? One guy was wearing the harness out of a sea of men. No, but wasn't there like three of them? Sorry, that was sea of men, just to be clear. Yeah, thanks for that clarification. But like, I don't know. That was that was that was like a minor thing, just that I noticed. Because I don't understand where the fan thing is. I just keep seeing it. Um, but I think it was good because it's like, like you know, the typical gay guy that's in a movie or a TV show or whatever is always just this like flamboyant, really femme guy. But I think like uh, Aaron's character is the opposite of that, right? He's this like really mask like almost straight passing you could say for lack of a better term guy also the guy that uh bobby meets at the gym when he's faking his voice which so i think it does a good job of showing like the idea of like yeah anybody can you know people who go to the gym can be gay too i guess because I you think, don't yeah no you I don't see that a the... lot or it's like you see that less than you'd think and so it's like portraying like a sort of yeah here's there is no there is one prerequisite for being gay uh you know you don't have to always wave a fan around and watch queer eye yeah i think i think you're getting on to something there i think the movie was very good about showing that like you know the gay comes in all shapes and sizes yeah (laughs) and i i think um like just just to kind of piggyback a bit off what you were saying sasha like i sometimes like I feel like it's a little lazy sometimes when it feels like the writers are calling attention to the fact like, guys, we're doing representation. Guys, look at us. Like, look at what we're... And it's just like, just have it. Like, yeah. just do it. You know what I mean? Like, just... I, I like I also... When you have lines where it's like, before anyone says anything, I'm gay. Like, and a character will, like, lead with that. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like, just have them be gay in the movie. Yeah, lead with the character, and then yeah. you know it comes. Yeah, out. one of one so, of the best shows that did that was Designated Survivor. There's this intern that shows up at the White House, and then it's just like, "Oh, hey, this is my boyfriend." It's never mentioned before. It's just integrated like that seamlessly. And Cal Penn's like, "Oh, hey, have a seat," and it's like nothing other than that. Yeah. So that's like perfect, right? It's like, okay, you got representation and great, but you didn't make a huge like big deal out of it. You just made it as if it's another thing and moved yeah. on with it. That to me is very well done that's like the moderation that i think needs to be done more because it's like yeah um and i think you put it perfectly we're doing representation look at us like okay great but yeah now you're just i think you have a point i think you have a point but i think this movie i don't i don't think this movie ever fell into that trap um the one that i know of like in general pop culture is from the the sex in the city reboot series it's something all that or friggin like it's a weird title that you wouldn't know is the sex in the city reboot i forget what it's called um but apparently there's a new character in the show i think her name is or their name is che or something and it's just like they're all representations like in distilled into one character and that's Mm. all the character is and so people were really annoyed with the character because it was literally just like the fact that they were non-binary and maybe queer or lesbian or I don't know, whatever, whatever the character was, like, it was just like, that was the only thing they did. Um, But as far as this movie goes, like I didn't, I thought, I thought the, 
like again it was usually in the lgbtq plus museum because that was the whole thing like the fact that it's all these groups trying to work together and they're clashing and like butting heads i think it worked i think it fit into the story really well so um yeah um let's talk about cameos uh the Kristen chenoweth one made me laugh so hard like for, like i i got it like i know that she's like a gay icon and the fact that she just had like this ridiculous hat was so funny to me um and like i also just like i know what she's from yeah. like i know that she's a, a big broadway thing so like again like it's just new york comedy as well so i like that yeah one. i have i have no idea what you're talking about so that one definitely went over my head <laughs> kristen chenoweth kristen chenoweth was um galinda from wicked the musical oh, okay so she's like the good witch in wicked i think there's another wicked reference because like that's just what like scene a scene was this um it's at the awards the it's, first yeah, awards when, when bobby where he's like white gay male award and she's the oh, announcer yeah, yeah. yeah. and that she goes that... hi i'm christian chenoweth and she's got uh i love her she's great that, um, that scene was very like all... it was very like met gala right because it's like the, the, all those things mm -hmm. where it's like that thing on his head on people's heads or was it like ezra miller who, who had like eyes all over their face or something or like yeah. it, it, it was very like that, that which sure. like you see a lot of i feel like a lot of like well just everybody at the met gala but like it seems like especially like a lot of queer people who go to it or all these other galas like dress very extravagantly which is like cool sure i think ahead. everyone dresses weird at the met gala no, met gala, like i saw timothy chalamet was wearing like pants and a scarf at one point and like that was it though like okay, I haven't seen that, or like the but... shirt was just like a scarf it was really weird i don't know um, where that was so. i don't know i feel like i like a lot of like billy porter right like he goes all out right and so it's things like that so i feel like um sure, yeah. that's what it was going for which i thought was hilarious um i i thought the spinning stonewall was was pretty funny oh yeah because it was yeah it was stonewall <laughs> um yeah. but yeah there's another wicked reference at some point um Billy or Bobby's like something something like oh I'm Alphaba that's the green witch anyways I caught that did you um and then Deborah Messing is in this a lot oh god um, Deborah and Sasha had thoughts yeah Sasha, this I movie just... isn't made just for you there's other people who want to enjoy this I okay so I'm I preemptively arguing with you <laughs> I, I did start Will and Grace and I love the show and I will finish watching it the problem is I just couldn't find it anywhere um but I think I just feel like the Deborah Messing thing. It's like sh Will and Grace is too old of a reference now. I feel like the the demographic I think who's seeing this movie isn't gonna you're, get it because Will and no, Grace my, was popular in like the nineties. I don't think you're right. I think you're wrong. My my, my, I, I my mean, theater was full of millennials, man. I, I could be yeah. wrong because because okay, so like again, this is probably I, I think I, I think Aiden, you're right. This is probably a theater effect because I had nobody else in the theater to to gauge that mm -hmm. off. So I'm just I'm just thinking for myself, like. I feel like the majority of my age people wouldn't know, wouldn't get the reference and wouldn't understand it, right? That uh, Grace yeah. is, is Will's best friend in this movie, or in the show, who, like, yeah, has to deal with all, all of his problems, basically, and things like that. Um, which which is hilarious in the movie. It was fantastic as, as like, in terms of how that worked. But I just think it's, it's it seems like too old of a reference, but that could just be me. Which it probably is. Based it is on just what, you. Based on I the mean, reception of your theater, Aiden. If that's how it was, then I would then yeah, I'll I, because that seems like it worked. Then 
I didn't get it at all because like I've never seen the show. Um, but like my the it was killing in my theater. <laughs> like they liked it a lot. <laughs> I didn't I didn't recognize her immediately, and like I also just haven't seen the show. But I know about the show. Like I know the gist, and I know. Yeah, I know the gist. That's all you really need to know. So once once the context clues picked in, I was like, oh yeah, this is funny. Like I, I get why people would like this. So, um, and yeah, Sasha, this movie again, picking up on my preemptive argument, this movie isn't just for you. There are other people who want to watch this. So it's yeah. Um, I want to talk about a moment in the movie where. Aaron is in the museum. It's earlier on in the museum and he looks in the case and there's a reflection shot. You remember what I'm talking yeah. about? So yeah. he's looking in the yeah. case and his eyes are reflected. So I'm just going to explain my thought process and I want to know what you thought. So he looks in the case and the reflection shot. My first thought, oh my God, this is so cringeworthy. This is stupid. I can't believe, you know, cliche shot. Yeah. And then it does like a quick montage of all of the um, like the people who are in the exhibit. And I was like, Oh wait, that's nice. And then it did a shot, like just a regular shot of him. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. And then it did a shot of like the, um, the the words, the placard. Thank you. And it filled in with his name. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And I was like, uh, then it cut back to the reflection shot. And I was like, yeah, I'm still not vibing with this reflection shot, but oh. everything else was really good. It was a really that, good moment. And then the shot, it was just like, I don't know how I feel about that. I had that exact reaction actually. Um, where I was like, I was like, I saw the reflection shot and I was like, oh man, like we're doing this. And then it went through yeah. like that <laughs> month, <laughs> it went through that montage of oh, the things. Man, and I was like, this? oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a, this is a nice little, like, I like those, like just inserts, that series of inserts that we get. Um, but like, I have a general point about where like, there are certain moments in this movie where it feels like it's not aware that what it's doing is super cliche. And like, mm. to me, like, that's what my problem with the music is, where the music is so like, stock music, rom-com, like, just yeah. very obviously communicating the most basic emotion in any scene. And it's like, is this like, is this some kind of like meta joke? Like, why would you put this in here? Like, I just, yeah. Like I, I had a few problems with that. I mean, that scene speaks to a broader point where I found that Aaron's character, although I felt the movie sometimes forgot about him and sidelined him, the arc that he, like whatever arc he did have was really, really good. And, like, surprisingly good for, like, the second lead in a rom-com, which yeah. I I didn't know going in was going to have such a big part. Like, I thought it was just, like, Billy Eichner and his adventures in this movie, right? Whereas this was, like, it, the, the character was not going through, like, a cliche thing. It was, like, he's got aspirations that he had to, you know, put in the closet for lack of a better word, his chocolatiering was in the closet. Um, you know, like he's got the crush that comes back from the past and we never really see him grappling with that. Like he just kind of falls into that and then feels sorry about that. Like the fact that he does something wrong 
and he gets mad at Billy. And I just kind of like that dynamic, right? Where, yeah. you know, like he's getting mad at Billy for being, um, for being right. Like, like Bobby does yeah. nothing wrong and then he's getting mad at him for it. And I was like, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting exchange where it was also, but it was also like, there was some truth in that. Like Bobby was definitely like pushing buttons to push buttons. Cause like you wanted to do he was that, but like, buttons a little bit, but, yeah. but, but there's, that's an interesting thing. Like you understand why he as a character would be doing that. And you, it makes sense. Like, I, I love that interaction they have where it's like, yeah, there was some complexity to it. Yeah. Um, uh, the next point I have is the bottom dance. Samsha wants to talk about the bottom dance for some reason. Oh God. Okay. So it's not, it's not the bottom dance specifically. It's just the, so there's two points to this that I think are just, no, they, they oh can't, my, no. Yeah. Stop. Sasha, you know what? Let me just take it for you. This movie is just too woke. I think, I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Well, this movie. Yes. It's... Yeah, basically. And it does it in, in sh- no, but I just, no, the, the, the record, way these two things are presented are, no, you can't do that. Okay, one is the bottom dance. Like, I don't think the kids know what that means. You know that, right? Like, the kids you know, don't I know. know what Obviously, they is. don't. But the point—it's just the point of it. Like, oh. the conservatives, the conservatives are gonna the the conservatives and homophobes are gonna come after. They already come after. They already call us pedophiles. Now they're gonna watch this movie and use that. Oh, they're teaching the kids about gay sex. Yeah, no, but they're, they're gonna, gonna do that no matter about, what, aren't they? I know, but it's but it's yeah. like don't. It, it was just a weird way to do it. That for one. And the other one where is where it's at the dinner, the Christmas dinner scene, and Bobby is talking about like how he went to the show with his parents, and he's like, "I saw whatever seven naked men in front of me with their penises in front of me," and then they start. It's like, no, you shouldn't be a twelve-year-old. It shouldn't be. That's you shouldn't be doing that. That's not legal. I think. I think on the second point. I think on the second point, technically, you're right. I think that's. A bad example of exposing because I mean exposing penises to children is like a felony. So like I yeah. think that's like, just like, 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 like we should movie, celebrate like, that. that like, really no, mean. no, you shouldn't celebrate a crime. Like sure, yes, uh, go ahead. If for in among consenting adults, do what you want. A twelve-year-old is not a consenting adult, so don't sure. okay. bring them into this. But like also like this is a movie like they just announced in the movie like a crime. So like it's pretty clearly over the top like it's like tom and jerry right there's yeah. no um you don't think the kid the kids aren't going to learn violence from tom and jerry because it's so over the top and ridiculous like they get that that that's a cartoon um but like that second scene you refer to where billy because it's just ingrained in my brain what he's he's like there were seven penises seven penises <laughs> and i was 12 like he's yeah. so clearly the, 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 the funny thing i funny. found was the people behind him at the table just get up and walk out <laughs> i missed that yeah that's yeah. funny the, the, i didn't yeah, know the people that. in the background just leave oh that's great um but yeah no i thought those two those two things were very weird and i was i didn't like the, the, the uh, it was just okay. uncomfortable i regret this but sasha i've unfortunately like lined up three of your points in a row so you're on for the next two as well oh, so wonderful. sasha Welcome wants to talk you. about sasha wants to talk about how deviant the sex scenes were <laughs> oh yeah the sexist portrait is very deviant uh well okay so the the one I'm, i think mostly is and i apologize I apologize in advance, but the one where Aaron is fisting Bobby in the mouth. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) He wasn't 
wasn't fisting him in the mouth. He yeah. was putting his fingers in his mouth. It was like played. For, it was like an escalation joke. Where he like put a his hand in his mouth. Aiden yeah. gets it. He, it's he was, okay. It's just like was, a classic. It's a staple of Judd Apatow comedy where sex is portrayed as something real and very awkward. Where I, okay, other sure, movies would If that's the case, sure. I can't say for sure because I don't think I've seen many, uh, a lot of his other movies to comment. Okay, like, there was that, like here's... Yeah. The one I think of isn't actually Judd Apatow. I think it's Paul Feig, um, Bridesmaids. I mean, everyone okay. just knows the movie, but not maybe not the director. The Like the, like the opening scene of that movie is Kristen Wiig having sex with John Hamm and it's just so un like not fun for Kristen Wiig and like the the joke is like how weird it is right so i think i think that's what the movie was doing it wasn't like that gay i guess sex so but i just I, I feel deviant. like like there are better portraits and sure maybe it's just doing it in a joking way but what was the other one i, I think it's, it's just like calm but didn't that it's scene calm. didn't that scene did that scene like turn more like tender towards the end too? Like it became like a yeah, like a by, by the end of it, it did. Okay. I just thought it was a weird lead. I don't remember. Like the the. I thought it was. I, I'm with Aiden. I thought it was so funny. One I finger, two, three, four, five. And then, I, I also and like, I, oh. I, I, I like this. Then he like, starts I, licking his foot. Like it was funny. It was awesome. <laughs> I think they should have done a close-up on that one. I didn't think it played as well in the wide, but that's a yeah. particular... Maybe, I don't know. I just thought, I just I thought also, it was weird. I like that they were slapping each other around because I liked the character. Like, that made sense that, like, they both had these yeah. intimacy problems and they're, like, kind of pushing each other. Like, it was it was motivated by character. Like, and that's why I liked mm. it. I, I, yeah, and I... I guess. I don't there know. were also I just sex found... scenes... There were also sex scenes that were like just regular intimate, right? Yeah, and there were there were. Yeah. I just feel like the ones that I feel like the ones that were were beyond that were just like way over the top. Um but again, it's a rom com. I, I guess short so. for comedy. I suppose. So I think I I mean, who am I to say? I'm just a cis white straight guy. Hey, I'm just a I, Gay I feel like they they really life. hammered that one, you know, in the like Billy Eichner would not stop saying that he was a cis a cis white yeah. cis yeah. white gay, like it felt very much like like the way that cis straight males say that they're cis straight male, you know, yeah. in some well, I, I think you were there like, um, do you know what I mean? Like what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, I, I know I, exactly I, what you mean because there's there's, like, there's something a, it's the where way it's like you say it. It's like you're uncomfortable with the... Yeah. There's, I don't know where it was. It might have even been this movie. I don't know, but it's like, I'm just a white cis gay male, or it literally might have been... The, the word actually might have been, I'm a white... Or I'm a. I'm literally just another white twink. I'm not... We're not, We're just old now. Um, or we're, we're not in style anymore or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I, something like that. I, again, no idea where that reference is from, but I just remember hearing it at some point. And it's just like, I, I, I don't, or it's just like, oh yeah, we're not, I, you know, as a white cis gay, you basically don't matter anymore. You have to have all these, you have to be, you know, it's, all sorts it's of It's that attitude that I don't like. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of what the joke was in yeah. those scenarios. I, I think, where it's yeah, like, I think that's what it was. They, they, they feel like, it's almost like, like, is it self-importance kind of like? Like, because yeah. you could say it with humility, like, you know what? Like, I'm still 
I'm cis and I'm white, so I have that privilege, and you can recognize the privilege yeah. you have from those aspects of your identity where other people don't have that privilege. And then you can also just say it like, hey, I'm just a cis white gay, like, nobody cares about me anymore. And I feel like it was that kind of like the second one in a way. Yeah. But then that that's maybe the, I think that's why there was like, oh, the cis white gay award. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. like it was yeah, very it was special on the too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then Sasha, the last point of yours in a row. Um, I just wrote down "gay is gay," but I think you kind of get what that means. Did we already talk about it? Maybe. Yeah, we... I think so. That's what I was talking about with representation, like how you need to. How it's like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the way we, you put it, yeah, gay comes in several that. shapes and sizes. So. Okay. It's yeah. That that's that was that point basically. Cool. Okay. Uh, next one I have. Uh, we've alluded to this already, but. Um, this is very much a rom-com. I don't know if you know this, but... Um, it is a rom-com. That's what I it heard. It definitely... It's it's pretty, like, into the formula um, yes. of things. Yeah. But I don't... I think that being said, as, as formulaic as it is, there's enough to it that makes it unique that it works. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you could have a totally dull one, like... Um, like the Hallheart Christmas ones, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, where those are just like, you know, like factory produced. I feel like this one had some heart to it. Yeah. And I agree. like, yeah. So I, I think that comes thoughts. down to, for me, that comes down to well developed characters. Um, yeah. And that was the difference to me. And I mean, there was like the whole LGBTQ museum thing was like a nice angle and yeah. like, like a new thing that had so much sources or like it was a huge source of comedy um i think some of the cliches kind of were weak points in the screenplay so like what one of the things that really bugged me was in the club scene where the um bobby's friend points out aaron and he goes he literally goes oh that's aaron I'm like what? What are we talking about? Do you remember that moment? It was really weird. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think almost everything that happened in that club scene, I was like, "This is wrong." He's just like, like they're talking about something completely random, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, that's Aaron." We were talking about Aaron yeah. or who, whomever that was. Like, like if they were like, "Hey, look at that guy in particular. What's his deal?" And then he goes, "Oh, that's Aaron." That's a conversation. Just pointing out a random dude and giving him a name is like, the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, sure. Thanks, screenwriter. I didn't know you were standing right next to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That and some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about how the editing and pacing is weird. I almost wonder if there's a longer cut of this movie. I think there was. I think that a bunch long. of stuff was cut out of this, yeah. This is a long movie already. It's like two hours, yeah. right? So that's like that's a like a window you don't want to push up against in rom com because they're supposed to be short yeah. and sweet. So I could see this being a longer movie that had to be cut down because no one watches a, a two hour plus rom com. Yeah, I I I said it earlier. I do think that there were things that were cut out. It seems like there were certain parts where. I, and I couldn't think of an example, to be honest, but like where it felt like there'd be a scene where they would, they would talk about something as if it was more prominent in the script than it was up until that point. 
right um, like the podcast and i i yeah and I, I just felt like i missed something and i do think some stuff was edited out speaking of run times that are way too long this podcast this podcast is a long one <laughs> even even for have, us this is a long one <laughs> we don't have any self-control um yeah. so let's wrap this up um the original country song i i famously hate original songs and i loved the country song especially <laughs> the first little bit like the first verse i thought was really good and then afterwards i was like okay the rest is fine but like i thought the, I like in was... the country the country accent billy eichner was doing was really good yeah. i i thought that was a great moment i thought it was funny uh the ending or the, the few there are a few lines in there it's like we don't have to get married and things like that i thought it was kind of funny because it's like um i think that that's like a joke i guess in gay relationships is like and they actually play on to they play right into yeah. that joke it's like will you date me for three months and then we'll reassess because I, I guess yeah. i again something i've seen from tiktoks and memes where gay people just ha- have commitment issues i guess uh oh schitt's creek did this as well where they bought David <laughs> i love how much they talk about schitt's creek they bought david a, a cake for his longest relationship which was like four months or something which is <laughs> you know like i guess a milestone in the gay world i don't know it's yeah uh what do i know no what do me and aiden know i guess (laughs) let's be real here um i'm gonna more or less call it i mean okay the last point i had was just like the character development in this movie is really good i think yeah i think we've talked about that yeah yeah billy billy eichner's character has a cool arc and it's good for rom-coms and whatever we've been talking for too long let's finish this predator versus movies let's get that fucking predator in that movie or not (laughs) (laughs) would predator have made this movie better no it was one of those instances where it's just like okay only only, yeah go ahead only if predator his only appearance was in the wide shot after I had a great time tonight. Predator participating in the now fivesome. <laughs> and that alone, that's it. I think it would have been funny okay. if in the museum they were like, Predator is bisexual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. Okay, we're putting yeah, Predator in the yeah. That's funny. Predator. All of, all all of bisexuals. Or, or all would Predator be in the haunted so house good. of gay trauma? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I like AIDS though. That's really good. Uh, what what was I thinking? I was thinking like a cutaway gag would be a good spot for a predator, but I don't know. Like maybe if they were like, oh, movies are too woke these days, and like they did a joke on that, and then a cutaway gag to like gay predator or something like that. Would be funny. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, well that's enough of that. That was a good short and sweet predator versus movie segment. <laughs> Uh, let's get into recommendations and finish this podcast. Uh, so Sasha, as a special guest, you can go first. What have you been watching, listening to, or reading, or playing, or anything this week or last since last we saw you? You're chuckling to yourself. Did you watch the Joker? Like the, the Joker. Joker? I was gonna say you're being the Joker. Yeah. No, I didn't watch the Joker, Alex. I watched uh, this movie that just got released on Tubi yesterday called uh, oh, no. Hot Take: The Johnny Depp and Amber Heard Trial. 
All oh, right, you see me. Oh that. my yeah. god, what that doesn't a sound good. <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> so it's a oh. it's a movie. Like what was that? Yeah, it was an it was. How, I'm gonna find the runtime actually, um, because I thought it was 90 minutes, and I think it was longer. Um, was it just like a recap of the trial? No, it was a dramatization of the trial. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's not crazy. Good. And that like a lot of it, it was. Well, a lot half Who of it was it like in support of. That's um, my question. It was pretty neutral, actually. I would say it made probably more slightly towards depth, but I feel like it was, it, it was kind of both because it actually portrayed like like okay, so the way it was formatted was basically uh, well, one awful, but two, it was like so you'd have like the, they they'd like each of them one, would like awful. start they'd start talking in the courtroom and then it would cut away to what they were what would they were describing it so if them it would be them acting it out right and so it would show like for example there's the scene where uh there's the one where johnny's finger gets gets the end of his finger gets cut off and it shows yeah, both gross. sides Ew. right it shows it shows amber's testimony and also johnny's and it doesn't really show any uh it doesn't show any bias toward either one it just presents each one as they were told by them in the courtroom it's like now, rashomon yeah it was just like it was <laughs> <laughs> that's the no <laughs> i love i love bringing up rashomon in like the lowest round <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh what was the other one i felt like i think someone referred to ah oh, no i can't remember what it was fuck can't wait i'll 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 try and remember it but good luck i don't think I remember. sorry to cut you off Sasha. Yeah. no it's okay uh yeah no it was I, I feel like it was fairly objective to be honest but it, it ended very abruptly um, oh, yeah. because the the point where the sort of the last thing that was discussed in the trial was something that happened very or like fairly early on in the actual trial itself, having watched bits and pieces of it, um, and it ended very abruptly. One thing I I sort of thought about and like that must have been the easiest thing script in the world to write because you literally just copy and paste it <laughs> from just the yeah. court records. Yeah. Um, what else have I watched? I don't know, Alex. What well, else have you watched since I was last on the podcast? I've not been watching a lot. Oh, um, first of all, I want to talk about trials, though. What was I thinking of? I can't remember what the Rashomon thing was. I'm sure I watched a movie this year where I was like, oh, they thought they were slick and being like Rashomon, but it's so not that. <laughs> oh, it was Thor. I definitely brought it up for Thor 4. Oh, really? Because Korg, Korg is telling the story. Oh, yeah. Like the, whole, the whole thing is very, very loosely Korg telling a story. And yeah. I was like, "Ao, it's Rashomon." <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but things we watched, Sasha, we watched uh, Moon Age Daydream. We did watch that. Uh, can't recommend that one. Well, I'll talk about it. You um, can go ahead if you want, because that, that was that, and I guess Do Revenge is pretty good too. Those are the only two things I've watched, and I guess I'm rewatching The to... Crown in anticipation for season five, which now has a release date. And teaser trailer but I thought you're, that's, that's it I thought you're gonna say like in anticipation of the queen's death no oh my <laughs> I god guess it would be the opposite of anticipation no um, it's, no it's, it, there's, there's now uh november 9th season five of the crown is coming and there was a small tiny trailer that was just released is there a post-credit it, scene where the queen dies i don't know but i saw this i saw this meme because you know you know how Trisha Paytas was like uh, allegedly going to labor the same day that the queen died. So I saw this meme and it was like, what do you the mean crown allegedly? Writer... It happened. No, but... It's not an alleged thing. No, but she didn't give birth till a few days later. But 
Um, oh, it was okay. like I saw this meme. It was like the Crown showwriter is now trying to figure out how to extend it to season nine, incorporating the subplot of the reincarnation of Queen Elizabeth <laughs> yeah. with uh, Trisha Paytas's baby. But uh, what's yeah, that, no, I just Barbie Malibu Barbie is the name. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Trisha Paytas's kid is called Malibu Barbie, yeah, which is like That's a right. song or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, those are the only things I've no, watched. I think named after Malibu Barbie. Um, I think we also watched a lot of movies that were just part of the podcast. So, uh, but do oh. talk about Do Revenge, because okay, yeah, that was so. Yeah. yeah, it's basically this this like high school comedy movie about these two girls who like are trying to get rev- they each have beef with somebody else, and so they and it, both. It's very Netflix. It's very. It's, Netflix very, it's extremely it's Netflix. Yeah, because it's the girl from, um, uh, what's from Riverdale and the girl from. Stranger Things, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't remember. It's I don't know. I, I didn't sure. know who anybody of them were, but I just remember it's yeah, it's a very like twenty twenty two Netflix film. Um, but yeah, it was good. It's like they each have to like do they each swap who they're gonna like they they do revenge on the other person that the other one is targeting. Um, and there's a there's a twist ending, and yeah, it, it was it was overall really funny. Um. So I definitely say go check that one out. I, I guess Alex, we saw the Woman King too, which I guess was all right. Um, uh, I think I t- yeah I talked it. about it last podcast. But what do you oh, think okay. about that one? I mean, in terms of a story, it was an interesting story that didn't need to take two and a half hours to tell. Um, so long. It was excruciatingly it's, long. It was an epic, like. Like, the story should have been an epic, I think. But maybe even not. Like, like the last movie I said that for, actually, like, I was like, oh, this definitely should have been an epic. And I'm forgetting what it was. I think it was a movie we did on the podcast, though. Um, oh, it was 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, that, okay. one should have, that one should have been an epic-length movie, like, three hours or yeah. more. And they, like, just crammed it down, and it just didn't work. Whereas the Woman King, I don't, I don't know that it needed, it didn't need to be so long as well. Um, uh, okay, so you're done for your rent. I think so. That's basically all I've seen. Okay. The one thing I'm, I also want to mention while I'm thinking of the trial, is um, this show called The Trial, um, and it's, it, it's not actually. Oh, it sounds like Aiden knows about this. So it's, it's a special season of a show on Adult Swim. I think it was an actual show, but I found them on YouTube. Um, and it was, I think it's, oh, it's on cinema at the cinema. And it's kind of like a podcasty sort of thing where it's um, Tim Heidecker and Greg something. And it's just a bunch of seasons of them act, like reviewing real movies. And it's, What's fascinating about the show, or so I've heard, is the amount of world building they do in this format. So it's just like what we do, like a podcast reviewing movies, but then they slowly build out the world, the off-screen world. So Tim like has a relationship with a person, and then they get divorced, and they have a kid whose name <laughs> is Timothy Heidecker Jr. He is a fan. <laughs> he does like so many like f- fraud, like things like he commits fraud all the time and like he has all these shell corporations he creates and then the kid 
dies and then like so they do like memorial things like it's all bullshit like it's fake um but like it's stuck in this format of a podcast and then one season the format completely changes and it's a court case a court like trial um where off screen timothy heidecker had like a music festival like um what's a real one not woodstock coachella like a coachella whatever type music festival but he sell like at it he sold vape pens that caused like 19 people to die and so it's the trial for that like they mention it that that's going to happen in the last season and then the following season there's it's suddenly like filmed like they're in a court case and it's completely <laughs> like all the people are actors so the judge is an actor and it's some of the best acting i've ever seen in my entire fucking life because it feels so incredibly real the judge is incredible i recently saw him in something else and i was like oh my god like that's an actor not a judge and it's just like insanity because this is got this timothy heidecker guy has like no respect for the judicial system and he so eventually so the start he's like he has a lawyer and then he fires his lawyer and he starts representing himself and that's where like it goes off the rails because he's like a he's an idiot he's a complete moron and he's trying to defend himself in like a not a murder trial but you know those are the stakes i'm gonna stop talking aiden do you have any recs um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier that I watched Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Um, I was skeptical of this movie going in. I love Twin Peaks, the show. This is like a prequel movie to the show. Um, and I was skeptical because I'd heard mixed things. I heard that it was kind of all over the place. And it was the expected uh, David Lynch insanity. Um, but I actually really loved it. I, I really, despite it being like very all over the place and just being like... Just, just certain things like what the fuck does that mean? Um, mm-hmm. As, as is expected with David Lynch. Um, I loved it. And I thought it was like really emotionally resonant. And I thought it actually was like a really good exploration into like the isolation of Laura Palmer, the main character in it. Um, I, I thought it was really great. I thought it had some like really interesting um, uh, like shots and, and concepts for visuals. And I thought like, it like really like because basically the character is essentially being haunted um and i think like it took the concept of being haunted in a way that i've never really seen it before like it like really like this emotional look at like how this has affected this person and like why they do the things they do and their erratic behavior and yeah i thought it was great i i really loved it uh so twin peaks fire walk with me if you have not seen the show twin peaks i don't recommend you watch this movie it's going to make even less sense than if you have seen twin peaks watch twin peaks then watch fire walk with me um i also started watching andor which is really really good i really really like mm-hmm. andor i think it it's really it's it looks very nice um and i, I like it it's a fun star wars adventure and i'm excited to see where it goes and it's actually filmed well and the first episode is basically Blade Runner. Not even yeah. the first episode, just like the first sequence. It's yeah. so Blade Runner. Um, yeah. yeah, great show. I haven't seen that latest episode. I need to get on that. Um, good. Thank, thank you for your recs. Um, I have not been doing a whole lot because I've been really busy. So I, But I did catch Moon Age Daydream. Um, 
I can see why Sasha had trouble with it. Um, it's not yeah. a traditional documentary with like a what is called a voice of God narration. I'm learning a lot from this documentary class we're in in my yeah. ticket. Um, uh, so like, there's no overarching narration by the um, by the documentarian. Um, and so it's kind of like all this archival footage is just cut together and it uses David Bowie's own words from interviews and like, that's it. Like there's nothing where the documentarian is presenting a particular narrative. It, like it's very clearly like grouped into segments. So like there's a segment where he's talking about his parents and there's a segment where he's talking about uh, when he got married. And, um, but I just like, found it to be like kind of like like a visual poem almost of like what Bowie's life was like um or maybe just like injecting Bowie straight into your veins so like I thought it was really good um there's a lot of good visuals that I thought were really good <laughs> just really good apparently um uh only thing is it's really long yeah, lots of release. Mm. Um, it's too long. I think. I think it, there could have been a little more restraint. Um, but other than that, like it's yeah, it's good. Is um, it as punishing as the Beatles Get Back or whatever? Where it's just like, oh my I, fucking god, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I hated that shit. I I didn't watch I, all of it, but the parts I did watch, I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet, and I no. do want to see it because. From what we've been talking about in class, I'm getting the idea that I much prefer document uh, documentaries that don't have that narration. Yeah. Where it's like pushing something on you because I just find that really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the fly in the wall sort of thing. So like Paris is Burning, I liked. Yeah. And I liked I liked Nathan Fielder's Finding Francis movie. Yeah. That was good. Um. I, th- th- those are like the four documentaries I've seen and that's it. Like I haven't seen very many. So what am I to say? Um, I've been keeping up with She-Hulk. Uh, what happened this week? Uh, I can only remember the previous weeks for some reason. I don't know. Whatever it was, I remember liking it. Oh, oh, she goes to the retreat um, with Abomination. It was, yeah, it was good. Um, there's a There's some funny things that happened so go check out she hulk it's great um only two episodes left on that and the only two other recs i have are for music because uh i'm quirky like that um so i'm gonna recommend and i'm also gonna recommend fairly popular things uh that are just older so um i've been getting i've been having a greater appreciation for the band chilliwack they're a canadian band obviously from vancouver from chilliwack um Actually, I don't. I don't think that they are from Chilliwack, but they're oh, from BC oh, right. for sure. I th- I thought they're from Vancouver. So apparently, and I did some research on this to get like a, an idea of what I was talking about. So apparently, it's a band just based around one guy, and then the mm-hmm. roster has changed quite a bit. But it's the guys' band. So the partic- there's a particular era that I noticed I liked much better than the other songs, and I re- and I tried to do some research to see why. And apparently, it's because those two albums were a particular like subset of the group when it was just um, the main guy and two other people who were maybe only on just before that and then left. And so it was this era of two albums where it's just this trio 
and it's so fucking good. Um, so it's two albums. One, the first one's called "Wanna Be a Star," and the second one is called "Opus X." Um, and so their most famous song, uh, I think it's just called "My Girl." Yeah, "My Girl" bracket gone, gone, gone. So it's you know, "My gone, gone, gone." She's gone so long. Well, I regret doing that, but no, no <laughs> blank faces. Not, wish I hadn't. Really. Wish I hadn't done that, but. Um, <laughs> That's that's like their most popular song. Um, I feel like most, I feel like a lot of people have heard that one. Um, and that's from Want to Be a Star. And I also really like She Don't Know, and that's from Opus X. They, just that era for them particularly, they've got these crazy harmonies. Like, reminds me of the Beach Boys, but like, like on steroids, harmony-wise, whatever. Um, I also discovered a song that's popular. <laughs> um, it's by the band uh, Men at Work. They did uh, Down Under, that famous song. And so I found their maybe like second or third most famous song. It's called Overkill. Um, oh, yes, I, know I like Overkill. that song. I like that song so much better than uh, Down Under. Like Down Under is like kind of stupid. Like it's <laughs> like the, it's just like the Australian song, right? Whereas Overkill's like, an actual song by the band. So anyways, so go check out those songs. They're great. Um, next week, uh, we, I kind of want to do Tar, if we can find it. I want to do um, Tar, too. It's either that or Triangle of Sadness, but I've actually been hearing like kind of like mid things about triangles. So is like, Triangle of Sadness that is... weird one on the ship? Yes. Oh, dear God. We, we, we saw both trailers, <laughs> Ashes. You should know both. I thought that I think it looks fun, but uh, yeah, I've heard mid things, so I don't know. Well, um, and worst comes to worst, we watch La La Crocodile. Like that's the that's the time. <laughs> That'd be a good um, one. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna plug some things. So check out our Twitter at Predator V Movies on on Twitter. Obviously, I already said it's on Twitter. You dumb fuck. <laughs> so i i retweet news and i say funny things go check it out no one has yet so fuck you guys um check out our oh. instagram <laughs> not you 10 listeners i love you uh check out at predator versus movies podcast on instagram why not um maybe check me out on letterboxd at underscore alex gordon underscore uh, i leave movie reviews i've actually recently got my my most liked review has changed. So the woman King actually has my new most liked review. My previous most liked was Thor love and thunder. I had six likes and now I have nine likes on my woman King review. Ooh, I'm like, celebrity. I'm a star. I'm a celebrity. Letterbox yeah, influencer. Letterbox. yeah, no, but to be real, uh, you know, people with like, who are actually really popular on letterbox get like, in the couple hundreds, like maybe 200 likes. I don't know what the most liked review is, but like I, it'd be in hundreds just to give a, like a scale. Like it's not like Twitter where you're going to get thousands, right. you know? Um, but nine, we're working on it. We're getting there. Nine's pretty like That's pretty nine good. people went out of their way. So like, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that personally. Um, and yeah, so if you like our podcast, maybe leave a review on whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening to, because uh, I've heard that's how the algorithm gets uh, more people to listen to us. And isn't that what you want? You want more people to listen to us. So uh, leave a review. Please make it nice. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Alex. 
I'm Aiden. And I'm Sasha. Thanks for having me again. You guys waited way too long between those. Uh, <laughs> Predator versus movies. Uh, <laughs> movie time. Yeah, we got Predators and we have movies. It's Predator versus movies. What else uh, do you, what else can you want? I love how, like, if I just wait a little bit, like, you'll just spout, you'll spout the most random shit Cause I, cause I want just to, to fill the airtime. Because I, I want you to cut me off. Like, <laughs> and I'm not going to give you the sweet release of yeah, the cutoff. Well, like, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to string you along and let you well, talk for as some, long as you will. We got, we got predators, we got movies. If you're a fan of those things. You said that already. Then just end it. it. Listen, listen. Just stop talking. <laughs> It's like a game of chicken where neither of us, I won't stop the podcast until you stop talking. Because this is great content we've got here. Okay, you just keep giving me content. You done? Well, I need to end on something. I need a, like a beat to end on. Okay, peace out, fuckers. <laughs>